1: Welcome to Essential NPCs, the podcast where we sample some of the best and
0: possibly some of the worst
1: tabletop RPGs. I'm Tommy and I'm Addy and you're listening to Series 3, Episode 11, Cat Monsters, Part 2. Oh, all right. We did it. We finally have the rest (laughs) of the finale for you guys. Thank you for your patience and I hope you enjoyed Part 1 of... The finale. Uh, I actually think it was uh, it was pretty good, and uh, I'm really excited for you guys to listen to uh, part two. Um, But before we do, we do want to get give some announcements, as this is the end of series three. Um, That means that uh, next week on Tuesday uh, there won't be an episode, though there will be the series three blooper reel. Bloops. um and uh then the last week of december we're going to be taking off um coming to you the first Tuesday of 2017, January 3rd, we will begin Series 4, in which we will be playing Tefra, the steampunk RPG. Uh, I suggest you guys take a peek at that, go to, uh, go to Tefra's website, check it out. Um, we, uh, we may have started recording on Series 4, and let me tell you, it's real fun. So uh, you guys should definitely check it out.
0: But don't despair too much at the at the week long break we may or may not have some nice Christmas uh holiday gift for you guys in store. Yeah, a uh, uh, bonus episode. Maybe a bonus
1: episode will come out marking uh, marking our anniversary, uh, the, the podcast's one-year anniversary as we move into 2017.
0: Yep, that's uh, 61 proper episodes and then uh, nine bonus episodes.
1: Yeah. Uh, whether or not we do a little special bonus episode for the anniversary, uh, you can still keep an eye on our uh, pages as uh, the character art for series four will be coming out hopefully before the end of the Month.
0: Oh man, I'm so excited for character art.
1: Yeah, um, and uh, just in case, uh, in case you missed it uh, earlier when we announced series four, uh, the cast is going to be Addy. And Dan, who was Steve in this series, um, and Bumbles in series two, and then uh, we're getting back in covert, uh, covert from uh, series one and two. Uh, Bandcard and Boomer um, is going to be uh, playing in series four. And it's a three-player cast, and I will be running the game. Um, definitely check it out, uh, and uh, keep an eye out for any you know extra material we we spit out at the end of the month. Uh, but if nothing else. Uh, check out the bloops next week.
0: And if you're interested in checking out Tefra, before we get going, um, you can go to uh, their publisher's website, which is crackedmonocle.com.
1: Yeah, uh, they got some great stuff there. <clears throat> A lot of world history and stuff for you to brush up on if you're uh, if you're interested in learning the world before you listen to the podcast. But uh, we, we've taken up too much of your time as it is. Uh, we know uh, you're dying to hear how Series 3 ends.
0: And uh, also get to post-game chatter.
1: Yeah, uh, post-game chatter will be following this episode. So once the episode proper ends, uh, we will be doing a sort of cast-wide Words with the GM, uh, talking about the the system, the series in general, and also answering questions from you guys, the listeners. So if you submitted a question, uh... uh Stay tuned throughout the entire episode because we'll answer it. Uh, Before we start uh, episode 10, I do want to remind you, the listener, what the advancement triggers are for this episode. Uh, Characters will gain experience points if a celebration is had, an explosion alters a situation, a worthy enemy is exterminated, or a passenger reaches a destination. Uh, So with that, uh, we can move on in to the final finale of Series 3, which is Episode 11, Cat Monsters, Part 2.
0: Enjoy. You guys uh, get down to the surface. Uh, What do you do?
1: All right, well, uh, my gun being drawn, I I command them all to lay down their arms uh, so that we may restrain them and no one needs to uh, be hurt. You do that. Excellent. Uh Major Touch, give me a hand uh manacling these pirates. Oh, okay. Clack, 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 clack. <laughs> uh yeah, so we, we uh we get them all like in a line. We're gonna like return to the Pixis, I suppose.
0: Wow. Oh, Oh right.
2: <laughs> How many cat monsters are there?
0: Uh roll Cess?
2: Uh, yeah, I'm gonna look around for cat monsters
1: too. <laughs> wow. 11. <laughs> uh, I got a nine.
0: <laughs> All right. Um, so, uh, Dorvin, you don't see too many. You hear some. Um, Tudge, you see eyes everywhere coming out of the, like, in the clear, on the edge of the clearing, oh. just like coming around.
2: Oh, look, Major Claus brought some friends. What
1: wow. are you talking about?
2: <laughs> oh,
1: oh no. <laughs> are there cat, are there. Are there cat monsters out there? Oh, no.
2: You said it. You (laughs) said it.
1: Uh, do they start coming into the clearing, or are they just hanging? Uh, out the
0: eyes are getting closer to the clearing.
1: Where's Major Claus? Uh,
0: he started walking away.
1: Uh, maybe, Major Claus. Maybe we make our way into the into the ship. I'm going to start moving the prisoners into the ship for both their safety and our own.
2: Yeah, that's great, Captain. Actually, I gave Major Claus a scent a few minutes <laughs> back. Uh, I think I think he can help me find the scientist, Major Claus. Major Claus, come back. <laughs> Major Tudge, where are you going? It's okay,
1: Captain. It's going to be fine. (laughs) (laughs) I sit there with like a pistol in hand looking at my like, what is it? Four four prisoners? Yes. (laughs) And then I'll see Tudge lumbering away into a sea of cat monsters. And I go... Well, all right, then. <laughs> uh, to the brig with you. <laughs> and I level my pistol at the prisoners, and I take them into the brig.
0: They seem very eager to go into the ship. Yeah, uh, uh, uh,
1: Chief Armstrong, maybe you can close up the, uh, the, the hangover bay behind us. We have uh, cat monsters outside. Uh,
3: I am in the med bay, currently treating my leg. There has been a slight malfunction with my brand new leg. Uh,
0: uh, yeah, you can go ahead and roll patch up.
3: Uh, that's with expertise, correct? Yes. That is a tan.
0: <laughs> All right. Uh, you patch your leg up. There's feeling in everything.
3: Hey,
1: Leggy, you're back. <laughs> uh, Hasha, Hasha, Lieutenant Hasha, uh, close Cliff, please, please, somebody, anybody, close this hangar door. Oh, <laughs> y- yes, Captain, <laughs> right away.
4: I hit the
1: button that closes the hatch. Psh-
4: Let's
1: see the <laughs> cat monsters crawling into the clearing.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Looks like you
4: guys brought some friends back with you, Captain.
1: Uh, friends, yeah. Let's we'll go ahead and uh, assume <laughs> that for now. Uh, the the ones seem to like uh, Major Tudge at least a bit, so I think he's safe out there for the time being. Um, I'm putting a, a load of prisoners into the uh, into the brig. Uh, if, uh, uh, any of the privates that you two neutralized, uh, let's gather them up and get everyone in the brig and find out who their leader
3: is. Yeah, have you... have you, You've you already... Dis- disabled the uh the two that were in the yeah i let me just uh get back to the bridge and drag them down to the brig give me a minute (laughs) and i drag the ten recce down to the bridge i don't pick them up that's a mistake i do not need to make again
0: (laughs) um speaking of major claws Tudge, He is leading you down a very familiar path that you've tread before, except for this time it's much more overgrown than it was uh, the last time you passed through. I can be dangerous.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I I don't touch any plants. Why why is it familiar?
0: Because uh, this is the path to the Zaxos. Oh, wow. (laughs) Can't wait to visit that guy. I'm (laughs) sure
2: he... Loves me.
0: (laughs) So let's go ahead and make sure that you don't um, run into any plants accidentally. So let's have you roll some metal. Well, that's a three.
2: (laughs) So I'm guessing I don't run into anything. I guess I totally fail (laughs) to run into any plants.
0: As you're sort of trundling along, um... You uh, don't really notice as um, something drops down on you from above. So from an outside perspective, you look (laughs) like a Bulbasaur, uh, (laughs) where you've got like a little plant on you and its tendrils are like slithering down your sides.
2: (laughs) Well. Everything's normal. <laughs> sure didn't feel anything happen.
0: So I would like you to uh, face adversity with with physique?
2: Okay. Uh, that's an eight.
0: So uh, you notice. Oh. Um, and manage to shake it off. But something bad happens. Let's say as you shake it off, uh, it goes and one of the tendrils rips um, a local vine.
2: Oh, no. Uh, (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Hey, Major Claus, any chance we could pick up the pace here? (laughs) I start, like, trying to, like, nudge (laughs) its
0: (laughs) haunches. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Just, you know, you see those vines? Creeping up, what are you doing to that cat monster? Ah, uh, oh uh, hi um, And you look up and it is Dr. Amodin standing in front of you.
2: Oh, Dr. Amodin, I've been looking everywhere for you.
0: Well, here okay, huh you have a cat monster in front of you. <laughs> yes, this is this is Major Claus. He's very friendly. All right.
2: Well, well what, what are you doing here? You know, you know there are pirates on the planet's surface, right? What? Yeah.
4: <laughs> somebody decided not to share that information. Who
1: was that? Well, I mean,
2: <laughs> she was hard to get a hold of. <laughs> well, well, where are the rest of the scientists?
0: Oh, um, back, uh, we moved camp. It was very dangerous treading back and forth. We lost all of the Marines. Oh, no. Oh, Steve's going to be so sad. <laughs> but I was heading back to, to pick up some things from the last camp. Oh, you, you can't go over there.
2: There, there's a bunch of pirates there. Although, I don't know. I think, I think the captain captured them actually. So, uh well yeah I'd be happy to escort you if it's dangerous uh I, I'm very good at avoiding plants along the path oh except for those vines behind me that are chasing me right now.
0: <laughs> oh, well, if you're very good, maybe you should go first.
2: <laughs> well yeah, uh, I am assigned to protect you, so uh, you know Aww, GBC and all
0: my hero. <laughs> okay.
2: Uh, so yeah let, let's go
1: I guess we're down in the brig at this point yeah we're, we're collecting the uh we're collecting the leader of the pirates <laughs> captain where's major tudge uh he went into the forest with a cat monster just cat monster? Yeah, um, Major Tudge, uh, <laughs> what's, yep. your, what's your position? Uh, Where's that, first off, are you safe? And also, uh, is, uh, is that creature leading you somewhere in particular? You said it
2: had a scent. Oh, yeah, yeah, I actually found Dr. Ammo Dent. <laughs> Slash vines. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, she, she was, she needed to come back to the camp to pick something up, so, uh, I'm escorting her. Apparently all the scientists are at a different camp by the Zaxos, I think. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right,
1: uh, continue on your present course, Major Tuz. I close the comm for a second. I look at the pirates, I'm like, who are you waiting for?
0: Uh, we're, we're not rightly sure. She's supposed to show up. Uh, some Carmani lady.
1: We expecting her to land a, a vessel and join you here, or were you picking her up?
0: What's in it for me?
3: I look at Steve. <laughs> <laughs> I don't shoot you a bunch.
0: <laughs> oh, no, nah, she's here already. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, I go on the comms back to touch. Uh, major touch. Uh, yeah. Woo. Oh, yes, Captain. <laughs> <laughs> I believe the pirates are here to pick up Dr. Amadine. Apparently, we've been had.
2: Oh, no. Uh, if they're trying to get her, I, I shouldn't wait, bring her right to them, wait, right? No, don't. S- oh, damn it. <laughs> um, I, need to touch. <laughs> Ted,
0: I need you to. Uh, brace for impact?
2: Well, I'm uncomfortably good at that. <laughs> uh, nine.
0: All right. You turn around. <laughs> Just in time to see Dr. Amodin coming at you with a syringe in one hand and some sort of ball in the other. Oh no. <laughs> this is the worst game of fetch. <laughs> <laughs> um so she uh breaks her her um syringe on you, uh but Uh, So you successfully avoid her physical attack. Sure. Uh, But um, the complication is that she takes that ball... Stuffs it in your pouch and then rakes uh, whatever was in the syringe across the top.
2: What? <laughs> uh, Betrayed by my own pouch. <laughs>
1: Wait, like like fleshy pouch or like fleshy uh, pouch. Oh, not tabard pouch. Oh, uh.
2: She got in there. <laughs> well she has a doctor. <laughs> doctor, so intimate. <laughs>
0: what? Um
2: Doctor, all I wanted to do was protect you from pirates. They were coming to
0: get you
1: <laughs> major Tudge, you don't understand
0: uh, they they were coming to get me to get me off of this planet. It's horrible. GBC just keeps dropping us places and they're horrible and then they drop us another place and it's and this is the worst the the nothing here is friendly except for apparently your cat monster but so you are going to help me or else I'll explode you. What? That that ball is is, is a is a singularity bomb. Oh.
2: Uh, <laughs> I I know what that is, right?
0: <laughs> yeah. You you uh go ahead and roll uh assessment.
2: It sounds bad like maybe I'm going to be the uh, like a black hole. Uh uh, that's a 10.
0: Okay. Uh, so you get a data point on singularity, singularity bombs. bombs.
2: Oh, so does she.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
2: and and Major Claws. Oh, yeah, Major Claws gets on, too. Oh, my God. So Major Claws naturally understands the danger I'm in and <laughs> rushes in to protect me, Right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um okay so I uh, what it is is a uh based on the size of it which it really was only like a golf ball sized bomb it really would probably only affect a three-foot area
2: and and what what would it do to that three-foot area
0: uh basically suck it into itself until it stopped existing
2: <laughs> sweet <laughs> i mean horrible but sweet. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. looks like I'm helping you.
0: (laughs) Great. So, uh, come with me. Mm -hmm. And she turns around and starts walking towards this access cage. What are you guys doing on the ship?
3: I have a question. (coughs) Uh, do our, uh, comms have any kind of GPS system on them? Probably. Honestly.
0: Yeah. I mean, they can, you can (laughs) ping them.
3: We We tried to use that earlier. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, are there still plenty of cat monsters outside the ship?
0: Uh, you take a look out of a porthole and there is a herd of cat monsters. And some of them are fighting. <laughs> some of them are, like, playing with, like, tumbleweeds and other things that resemble things cats play with.
2: I'm going to spend my data point on cat monsters to tell everybody that the collective noun for a group of cats is actually a clouder. <laughs> 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 Lieutenant Hasha. Yes, Captain. We need to uh relocate
1: ourselves we're surrounded by cat monsters there's not much we can do uh, on my way to the as I now. say the word cat monsters an entire course of
5: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> precisely uh, so let's uh let's commandeer this ship uh, take uh, take her up in the air uh, it seems according to the GPS on uh, Tudge's, uh, major Tudge's... um, uh, communications uh, that she is continuing to lead him the way of the Zaxos. I say we go there, cut her off, and perhaps uh, uh, Chief Armstrong, if you would like to uh, procure a parachute or uh, some sort of uh, uh, device to help you reach the planet's surface from an uh, advanced altitude, you could drop in and rescue Major Tudge.
3: Sounds good to me, Cap. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Alright, on my, on my way to the bridge now. I go to the engine room because I don't have a Tudge. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, so while you guys are getting ready for takeoff touch, I
2: can't, I can't take the ball out of my pouch. Uh, the,
0: it seems that whatever, what that was in the syringe is very, um, similar to super glue. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so, I mean, you could try. No, no, it's fine.
1: Does, does, uh, have. How is she going to, is the bomb on a timer?
0: So uh, she has um, what looks like a switch of some kind um, pressed. And uh, it's got uh, a hoop around uh, her middle finger and a hoop around her small finger. Um, So it looks somewhat like a dead man's switch.
1: Oh god, she's pressing the button.
0: Yes.
5: Oh, (laughs) uh,
0: (laughs) cool. Um, so, but you reach the clearing with the Zaxos cage and Zaxos in it. Oh, how's he doing? Um, he's not super happy.
2: (laughs) Uh, I I didn't make it very roomy. If I had had more time to engineer, I could have given you like a half bath at least, but.
0: (laughs) It looks like a little groggy. looks like it's been kept sort of, um. In like a semi-waking state, and there's a tent in the clearing, and she leads you over to it, and it's got bunks that look like there haven't been anybody sleeping in them for at least a day or two. Um, Uh-oh. <laughs> and, uh oh! And she hands you a communi- like a communicator, and uh, says, "You've done it before. Make 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 a, an unlock. Make a key." To the Zaxos, cage. Uh, you
2: know. We're we're standing right there. That's a that's a bad place to be. Ground zero, you know. Do it. Uh, <laughs> okay, <laughs> <laughs> I'm very suggestible. Uh, what 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 do I was this uh, expertise? This would
0: definitely be expertise. Okay. Well, that's a twelve. <laughs> All right. Um, how do you succeed?
2: Okay, well, I'm, I'm going to do it because she's watching me. Uh, but, yeah, if if she presses the release the Zaxos button, uh, can I have it, like, disable electronic devices slash detonators in a nearby <laughs> radius?
0: Yeah. Um-
2: or jam as TMP, yeah, yeah, a little little signal jammer,
0: yeah, you can totally do that. That is, um, yeah, so then she takes from you and it's like, good, where are the other scientists? They're fine for now,
2: yeah. I asked where they were, not how they were,
0: (laughs) uh, over there, and you can see like a little cave mouth, um. Uh, that looks like it's been like covered.
2: Oh, <laughs> like
0: like it's been like collapsed.
2: Oh, uh, fine is in buried alive. That's not fine. That's the
0: opposite of fine.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't you just request transfer? That would have been so
0: much easier. <laughs> because the, I've, I'm tired. I'm tired, Mr. Touch. They've been the GBC keeps sending me places. And no matter where I go, I'm an expert. I'm an expert in xenobiology. And so no matter where I go, I don't get to go work in a zoo somewhere. No, I have to go to planets that want to kill me. And you know what? I've taken so many samples, and I have so many rare things, and I can just sell them. And when you get the opportunity and you find a person finally to sell them to, and they'll send somebody to pick up your shit and you and take you away. You don't say no, Mister Touch.
2: Okay, great, great. Okay, uh, you got all that right, Captain. Yep, I had the record button on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Luckily, Fuzz and her in her, her off kilter mental state, she hasn't taken your com- communication de- device. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, also we're in we we're in tow. We're almost there. We're going to drop in on you and, and try and rescue you.
2: Oh no, you're not gonna come and get me, Captain! <laughs> what a horrible thing! No, you're just gonna
1: <laughs> leave me here. <laughs> Major touch.
0: <laughs> uh, so uh... You can
2: hear the like engines of the, of the <laughs> ship <I'm laughs> coming closer. And and I, I wink into the calm. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, uh, so as you're playing, uh, well, here, roll um, whatever it is, influence.
2: <laughs> Seven.
0: Right, your success is that she.
2: How about that she doesn't. T- t- like a blow me into a singularity. <laughs> but that's my
0: success. Sure. She doesn't blow you in uh, or implode in you, in just pouch. Yeah. But um,
2: but she's definitely aware that. Right. We're approaching. Yeah. So <laughs> those yeah. engine
0: sounds are
1: us coming to rescue you. Yeah.
0: So she uh, takes the communicator and a chair and she it bashes you in the face with a chair brace for impact.
2: Okay. <laughs> uh, that's an 11, though. <laughs> so I right. just like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> it,
0: it, like, bashes you across the face, uh, and you're like, come on. And when you look up, she's already running. <laughs>
2: Okay, that's great. Uh, I'm going to start digging into this tunnel.
0: (laughs) Sure. uh,
2: (laughs) Dig this cave mouth.
0: So you can go ahead and roll physique. We'll we'll, uh, jump back to the Thunderbird.
1: Uh, So do we get visual on her, like, running into the forest? Where where is she running to?
0: Yeah, she's running into the forest.
3: All right. Now and never, Chief. Uh, All right. So um, do they have, like, grappling hooks on this ship? (laughs) Because grappling hooks is quieter than jump jets.
0: They have a winch. <laughs> yeah. Your jump jets are not going to be louder than the ship.
3: Yeah, that's <laughs> a good <point. laughs> All right, yeah. So I take some of their jump jets, strap them on. We uh, we crank open the door. I right, not crank. Yeah. We just hit the button.
4: <laughs> Getting in position now, Steve. Uh, and so I'm like I I'm trying to get the ship Into a business and she'll basically like Fling him out the door and, <laughs> You power and, slide yeah.
0: him You power slide him out <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly You hear a bunch of screams from the bridge <laughs> <laughs> um, Alright you can go ahead and roll Face adversity
4: Alright that is A twelve Alright Pa- no, sorry, an eleven. It's eleven.
0: All right, so you succeed. How do you do that?
4: Um, so we're the route that we're taking. Like the door is kind of uh, facing towards the back of towards the aft end of the ship. Um, so I crank up the like aft right uh, thruster and uh, cut out basically all the rest of them. So I'm using both, pretty much just gravity. And, and some difficult force, the ship turns all the way around almost on a dime. And uh, Steve, are you just like. Oh, I'm in position and ready to go. <laughs> uh, so the, the ship whips around, and Steve's like right at the perfect angle that he just slides out the door, and I'm, I'm, I just make a slingshot at the doctor.
0: <laughs> Neat. All right. So, um, Steve, I need you to face adversity. <laughs> <laughs>
3: That is a 13. Uh, I fly out that sucker like Superman.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You do. Uh, And into the forest.
3: Uh, So I will... um, As soon as... As long as I think the ship's engines are covering the sound of the jump jets, I will uh, maintain position over the doctor until I I find an opportune moment to get the jump on her. Uh, If it seems like we're getting far enough away that she might hear me, I will... uh, Start jumping uh, tree to tree using the jump jets strategically to Tarzan my way to her.
0: So you were successfully slingshotted over the canopy, which means that it's very hard to see anything on the floor. Uh, So uh, you will have to um, roll assessment to find her first. All right, then. That is a seven. Okay. So you spot her, definitely, but something goes wrong.
3: All right. I spot her, definitely, and (laughs) uh, I make my way down, and uh, on my way through the canopy, my jump jets are disabled by carnivorous (laughs) (laughs) vines. All right. And uh, I have to continue the pursuit on foot.
0: (laughs) Okay. So you do. Uh, between the two of you, she's also very stealthy. So between the two of you, you're having a stealth off. Oh man,
1: stealth cat and mouse. Um, it occurs to me suddenly, Lieutenant Hasha, uh, that device she had uh, Major Tudge create was probably to release the Zaxos on us as we land here. So uh, let's quickly land, get the uh, get the science uh, science crew uh, in tow, and vacate this premises immediately. <laughs> hey, okay, we got it. <laughs> Uh, Landing's gonna be a little bit tricky, so hold on. We've done it once before. Let's do one of those vertical combat landings. I've done it once. Standard procedure, we'll be fine.
4: (laughs) Everything will be totally A-OK. No problem, Captain. Here we go. It's a seven? No, it's
0: it's an eight. It's an eight.
4: It's an eight, but still, something goes wrong. (laughs)
0: Yes. Right. So are you trying to land vertically like before?
4: Because, well, I'm going in between the trees. That's pretty much my
1: only option. Pretty much. Yeah, there's no landing okay. spot big enough for...
0: So uh, you land, but something goes wrong.
1: Yeah, I, I, I land the ship,
4: but I, I come in a little hot on the landing. Uh, so the rear thrusters, rather than like pushing the ship up and doing a nice gentle like little plink of a landing, I just kind of like crash landed. <laughs> So uh, the rear thrusters aren't really effective. I'm not sure the ship's going to be able to take off again.
1: This thing doesn't handle like the Pixus does it?
4: <laughs> <laughs> These pirates just don't know what they—they they haven't even made any mods
1: to to the navigation of this thing. It's so hard. All right. So so the ship is no longer able. It's definitely like well, unless unless guard. we
4: pull it from the nose
1: so that I can <laughs> use the front bottom thrusters. Um. Well, we have a ship of our own, uh, XO Mabel. Yes, Captain. Uh, I believe we need you to relocate the Pixus and come, uh, come rescue us. We are in a bit of a. <laughs> we, we don't have enough time to repair the Thunderbird that we've just damaged, and we need to escape. Uh, the Zaxos release is uh, releases imminent.
0: Oh, that's not good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so, I, I need to tell you something, Captain.
1: Yes, yes, XO, of course. It must be important. <laughs> you,
0: you have our. T- Top three pilots with you. So the right, only one is Lieutenant left, Lieutenant
1: Harsha, Chief Armstrong, and then myself.
0: Right. the The only one left is Lieutenant oh, Grundlefug.
5: No.
1: Grundlefug. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, I take like a gulp and I go, "Well, Lieutenant uh Lieutenant, uh, uh, Lieutenant uh, is authorized to pilot the Pyxis, Uh One of the only off- uh, one of the only crew members remaining uh, with the uh, with the paperwork and authorization to do so. So of course." Lieutenant Grundlefog has the bridge. Okay,
4: <laughs> this is what Captain. happens when I leave my bird. Damn it,
0: Captain. Um, so when we were over the planet, remember that you caught him with space grass?
1: I'm, a, I'm, I'm
4: aware. That
0: doesn't wear, wear, wear off until like a couple hours from now.
1: He just needs to fly the ship over here. You can take the shuttle down and get Lieutenant Harsha at the bridge as soon as possible. We don't have time, XO Mabel.
0: OK. <laughs> Be right there, I hope. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> Captain, if he makes it over here, I fully expect him to. I fully expect you to slap him with something for flying under the influence. Of course.
1: <laughs> so, l- l- Lieutenant Lieutenant Grundlefug's a, uh, a lieutenant on the ship who just sits and smokes weed, right?
0: Um, space weed. Space weed. <laughs> space, grass. space grass.
1: Space grass. Space grass.
2: Sorry.
0: He, he smokes space grass. Um, <laughs> his his
2: father is a very influential person. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I hope he at least smokes out the window. <laughs>
0: Okay, so uh, the Pyxis is on its way.
2: Uh, wh- where's
1: what's, what's Chief Armstrong's location? Do I see it on my... I can do a quick
4: scan,
0: Cam. Uh Much like Tudge's, uh, he pings as well, unless he's turned his <clears throat> ping off to be extra stealthy.
3: Also, where's she going? There's two ships on this planet, and we own both of them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, she seems to be making a circle. Back, back to, to uh, where the uh, Thunderbird just landed. Oh...
1: All right. Well, perhaps if so, I can see that. I can see that. That's the motion he's been making, like a a, a long way back around. Yeah. Um, I could possibly go cut her off. Uh, if Lieutenant Hasha, you'd like to assist Major Tudge in the uh, rescue of the scientists?
4: Absolutely, Captain. Um, just real quick before I do that, can I do one thing?
1: You can, uh, of course.
4: Um, I would like Hasha to. I think I think Steve was the one who who. Uh, pulled the wire for it, but I want to try and get the mine thing back online because uh, I'm pretty sure I still have access to the Thunderbird's controls via the Pixis, so I can still control it once I get on the Pixis. Mm-hmm. I just want to get the... So, um, so
1: you're gonna, you want to blow this thing up after we're done. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, it's right next to
4: the cage, right? So it could be effective.
1: It makes sense. <laughs> um, so also, also we turn off the gravity so we can navigate the ship. And, and <laughs>
4: yeah. Oh, yeah. So we're not completely sideways, Captain? Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Uh, once you've got the science crew in tow, uh, uh, release these prisoners. Uh, I release these prisoners into your custody uh, in the uh, to get them aboard the Pyxis. Uh, we're not going to leave them behind, of course. Yes, Captain, absolutely. Uh, and don't forget the one that's inside the, <laughs> the quarters.
4: Oh! I forgot about him. (laughs) Uh, Hello.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And I I pull my way uh, to like one of the airlocks to hop out onto the surface to uh, try and head off Doctor Amodin uh, as Steve is pursuing her from behind. In case Steve doesn't manage to like catch her.
4: Okay. Um. So I'm gonna roll upgrade. Yeah. So it is a nine, and I also get to uh, increase the class to buy one of the weapon okay you have a data point
0: you do the have the ship, a data too. point to spend on the ship if you'd like to bump that up to a 10
2: yeah absolutely yeah. That's the time. <laughs> i'll spend that thing six, seven, what are, you, are, you gonna, are you gonna save it for
4: something <laughs> <laughs> hey you know you never know so for This ship we're about to blow up
0: <laughs> uh so uh how do you succeed um, so I
4: find the wire that gets Steve and I managed to not shock myself with it. <laughs>
3: it's not live anymore.
4: <laughs> uh, I reconnect just the, um, the mine cluster on the back of the ship. And, uh, I also have given it directional capability. So, okay. So I can fire mines off rather than just setting them all off at once. Or oh. I can at least release them one at a time. So they like bounce off.
0: Yep. Okay. Yeah. You do that.
1: Awesome. Zaxos has uh, cages.
0: She hasn't used her device, yes? She has not used her device yet. All right. Um. So, Mr. T- yeah, Tudge. Touch. Uh. So on that
2: physique roll, I rolled a twelve. <laughs> <laughs> so, All right. Well, what's what's at the other end of that tunnel? <laughs>
0: So the tunnel leads down below the Zaxos cage, um, and there are there's the science crew looking a little bedraggled.
2: Okay, so bedraggled science crew hanging out in a, a dank old dirt cave underneath a horrible monster cage. Yep. So there's a. There's like a rumbling in the, in the, in the uh, side of the tunnel they came from. We're all backing up against the wall. What could it be? Uh, and just hear a, like a scratching noise as uh, the, the dirt all caves in and, and touch bursts out through the tunnel. Did anyone call for a heroic rescue?
0: <laughs> Major touch?:
2: Yes, it's me. Do you guys have solvent? <laughs> No. <laughs> okay. Great. Well, uh, we'll deal with that later. Uh, stay at least three feet away from me as <laughs> as I lead you out this tunnel. <laughs> uh.
0: Uh. Okay. Th- thank you. Um. Uh. Ladies, why don't we pack up um all the equipment and um and uh we'll bring it out. Are we are you here to pick us up already?
2: No. Oh, Dr. Amodin has betrayed you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, sorry, sorry, what?
2: Uh, Cliff notes major <laughs> Tudge. <touch.
5: laughs>
2: okay, so Dr. Amodin is, is I think she's gone crazy and she wants to take all the uh, findings and sell them and so there's a bunch of pirates here that are going to going to pick her up and take her away.
0: Oh, oh no. Um, okay, so just print out the findings really quick, ladies, and, and maybe grab just some of the samples. We'll, we'll leave the mass spectrometers behind. What were you guys doing in a, in a, uh, a closed off tunnel? Well, it, Doctor, it makes sense now, but Doctor Odin sort of left and then there was a cave-in. We thought she got caught in it, honestly. Oh um, no, she
2: caused it. Yeah,
0: <laughs> and then, and but we're down here because we're not sure how the Zaxos reproduces, and so you see that hole right there. That's where we're hoping eggs will come down.
2: Oh Well, you know, I don't know if the Zaxos is going to be above that hole for much longer. She may have acquired a device that releases the Zaxos. I don't know how she got it. (laughs) We should leave. (laughs) I'm saying.
0: Ladies, let's go. Ah, Run away. Run away, run away. All right, Lieutenant Hasha, we're right above you. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs>
0: all, all, all right exo mabel
1: how's the ship looking is it a little wobbly
4: it's
0: <laughs> super wobbly and and mabel's like right in front of the can window can of i open
4: the f- a communication to Grundlefug? yeah <laughs> Grundlefug. What? Yeah. Will I, you I, hold I, my bird steady for God's sake? It's, it is steady. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do I have to show you what you look like um, on the outside? I'm holding this steady.
1: <laughs> Again, his father's very influential. <laughs> I apologize.
4: All right. Well get down as low as you can. We need we need to enter the ship. Yeah, get low. Oh. <laughs>
0: <God>. Sir <laughs>
4: <laughs> Good job, Gundelfag. You just Keep doing you.
0: <laughs> yeah. All
4: right. And uh, I go down and I uh, release the prisoners. Uh, do I have a weapon?
0: Yes. You would have a standard issue hmm. weapon. Of yeah, you at kind. least have the pistol.
1: They also had weapons that we confiscated, so.
4: Right. <laughs> I take the scariest looking one of their weapons and point it at them and uh, lead them out of the ship. All right. get Come on, all you Briggins. Hello? (laughs) (laughs) And I relock the door really quick, and I float on up to the engineer's room and say, All right, I I have a weapon trained on you. Come out peacefully. It's locked. Did you
0: find another engineer?
4: (laughs) (laughs) I'm the person that locked you in it. I can help you out.
0: Okay. Oh, good.
4: But I have a pair of handcuffs waiting for you before you come out. (laughs) Aw. <laughs> and I unlock the door that I upgraded. Do I have to de- downgrade it now?
0: Um, I'll say for, for time's sake that you yeah. made it. You can unmake I, it. I made,
4: I, can... I made it so that it has an off button on the outside. <laughs> uh, so I release the engineer, put him in handcuffs, and then uh, take him down with the rest of them and lead them all out at gunpoint.
0: Okay. Um, and um, do I well, meet wait, the captain? Wait, before we leave, can I bring my, can I bring my guitar?
4: No, you can't bring your guitar. But
0: it's it was from my mom. Uh, <laughs> oh,
4: where is it?
0: It's right. It's right there.
4: <laughs> fine, grab. I, I will grab your guitar.
0: <laughs> Be careful with her.
4: Uh, <laughs> you're okay. Yes, fine. What? Can, like, can we go, please? there's a giant monster waiting to eat our. Oh, mother. let's
0: go. That giant monster is so scary. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah. So, so I,
4: I, I grab the guitar and sling it over my shoulder and, and lead them out, or I let them walk out of the ship or so, float out.
1: Just to make sure I understand the situation correctly, we now have the entire science crew and Major Tudge and the entire selection of uh, uh, manacled prisoners uh, and Lieutenant Harsha standing outside in the clearing next to the Zaxos cage, yes? Mm-hmm. All right.
0: <laughs> um,
1: but there is a ship floating above waiting to pick
0: them up, so So, yeah. so uh, Mabel actually comes down in a shuttle, which is like a five-person shuttle. And is like, OK, I'm here to pick all you. Oh, no. <laughs> 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 OK, well, it might take a few trips. Um,
2: Can I say scientists first?
0: Okay, sweetie. Yeah.
4: <laughs>
2: sweetie, Mabel, wait! Maybe, what's happened between you two? Nothing, Mabel.
0: I mean, Major Tudge, load the scientists in right away.
2: Yes, sir.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
4: um, Mabel,
0: maybe to be best if I pilot
4: the shuttle. I think I can make this happen a little bit faster. Okay. Can we can we load it a little bit beyond capacity? Um, I want to do this in two trips.
0: Yeah. Okay. Lieutenant Hasha, take this thing up and back in two trips.
4: <laughs> yes, sir.
1: <laughs> How's it going in the forest with Steve and uh, eventually maybe me?
0: All right. So uh, you guys are able to catch up with her because she uh, has reached a uh, sort of like a, like a case. Uh, she, she's gotten to a case and she's like currently like unlocking it like briefcase style. So Uh-oh. you're sneaking up on oh, her. Oh, no. Oh, you're sneaking off on her. I probably haven't gotten there yet. Yeah. Uh,
3: Can I see anything in this case?
0: She hasn't opened it yet. She's in the process of unlocking it.
3: All right. Yeah, I will... uh, If there's any way to get above her and drop down upon her, I will.
0: You are surrounded by trees.
3: (laughs) I climb up one and uh, sneak attack off it.
0: (laughs) All right. Uh, Can you... uh, I think we'll roll this all into one launch assault.
3: Uh, that is a nine. Can I use my data point on cozy Lingoa culture to have a better understanding of the trees and how they work and how to best use them to my advantage (laughs) (laughs) and all the other dangerous, dangerous flora here.
0: Yes. You spend that data point to learn that because, Children of the Cozy Lingoa aren't as adept at climbing as their parents. So there are notches in many trees uh, that are almost uh, unnoticeable. And uh, you notice some because you know where to look. Uh,
3: As a result of my successful sink attack, I would like to leap from this tree, uh, karate kick her, in the head, <laughs> grab her arm, and shove the hand with the uh, presumed dead man switch into one of those very nasty dissolving flowers <laughs> uh, as I disable her.
0: So you do. And she screams and passes out from the pain. But before she does, she says, enjoy running. <laughs> <laughs> You punch her, I'll but punch she her pushes. the button on the comlink, and you hear, t-ka, 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 t-ka. and the two of you see.
5: <laughs>
0: so, so
1: he heard tick ticka ticka, the, the but the two clo- of closer to the closer, closer to closer to the
0: zaxos. We hear cage, paw, 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 paw. <laughs> as uh, as the release mechanism is um, deployed. Well, that's
4: half good news, half bad news. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, has the shuttle landed in the ship
0: yet? Um, yes, and you've dropped off some...
4: I, I immediately run up to the uh, bridge and relieve Grundlefuck.
0: <laughs> 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 oh, don't be so pushy, man.
4: Grundlefuck, <laughs> does does he have any engineering experience? Can I send him down to the engine room? <laughs> I
0: have, love it there. Sebastolo it's so Argoxen hot. and, and
5: Selini.
2: <laughs> oh,
4: yeah, yeah. Let's get Tudge's two favorite
2: officers <laughs> down there. Wait, who... Who is on the ship and who is still left on the surface?
0: Uh, so there was it was a six-man science team, so ostensibly you could have sent them up.
2: Yeah. Um, and it's me and Ms.
1: Mabel's still in there too, right? Is Tudge minding the pirate prisoners? Is that...
0: Tudge is minding...
1: Yeah with little Stabby. So Tudge has,
5: Tudge has oh no!
1: <laughs> <laughs> You've been practicing for this moment.
2: I was born for this.
1: Yeah, so you're on the surface with uh, the pirate prisoners uh, holding little Stabby and everyone else, I think, the science crew, uh, Hasha and Mabel all made it back up into the ship yep. as yep. the Zaxos gets released.
0: Yeah. Uh, and you hear, well, Tudge, you see, ah! No! Ah! Run, and they all run. The, the <laughs> pirates do. <laughs> yeah. No way, guys! It's gonna be easier if you all stay here.
4: <laughs> um, oh. So I'm I'm at the controls. I say. Tudge, Get as far away from the Thunderbird as you can. What?
2: <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, I run away from the Zaxos case. <laughs> so, you, the pack of pirates are running in
1: with uh, with manacles into the forest, and you like are following. Them. Yes. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> Little Stabby in your teeth. <laughs> <laughs> Cannon. Um, what What happened with the uh, with the singularity bomb? Is it's still
0: in my pouch? Uh, well, the Zaxos. Comlink uh, release button also is a localized EMP. Ah, uh, so as her hand got dissolved
1: and released the bomb on the singular, or the trigger on the singularity, it had already been hit with the EMP of the Zaxos release. Okay. So
0: so it didn't send the same. It's barely safe.
1: <laughs> For now.
4: <laughs> um, I release one of the mines, the one that's like kind of on top, so it rolls down the rest of them and moves towards the cage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. Um, and then I start chasing after Tudge, uh, tracking his position.
1: Yeah, how how um, cumbersome is this Zaxos re- uh, release? Is he like free immediately, or does he have to like?
0: No, so it's sort of like um, because there are twelve uh, trees, they've been bent that way for a while. So there, he has to sort of he she it, they z um, has to uh, figure out uh, that it's actually free so right now it's like poking around
1: Uh, pushing pushing the cage off of itself you know um does uh you released a mine towards this axis
0: but did you detonate it
1: it's
4: not detonated no i'm i i'll I'll actually release a couple more and see if i can just kind of get i won't be able to get an entire perimeter but if i can have them ready to
0: (laughs) so as you release them and they're activated um they start forming a net they, oh. like, they turn into, like, uh, like four-by-four four squares or hexes or pentagons or
4: something. I, then I release them all. I think that's a good idea. Okay. They create,
0: <laughs> they, like, stack up as a net. <laughs>
4: uh, cool. And I'm uh, I'm chasing Tudge, so I guess what I want to do is get ahead of where Tudge is, where he's heading, so that I can land and pick him up.
0: Okay.
1: Are you doing that in the shuttle or in the Pyxis?
4: Uh, in the Pyxis. Yeah.
0: Uh, Tudge, one of the pirates didn't run away. Uh, And is chasing after you because you have his guitar. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, uh, wait, aren't you
2: supposed to be running from me or, I don't know, the monster? You
0: have my guitar.
2: Oh, hey, can you, I don't know, really quick compose a song that basically tells your friends that they have to come with me if they want to live?
0: (laughs) Uh, Well, I don't have my guitar. You have my guitar. Here,
2: here's your guitar.
0: Uh, But I am handcuffed.
2: Ah, Here, you're not handcuffed (laughs) anymore. (laughs) I, I, I little stabby his manacles. All right.
0: (laughs) So he takes his guitar and he's like. Here,
2: I'll, I'll do a duet. Come with me if you want to live. You have to come with us if you want to live. You're going to die if you don't come with me. There's a giant monster who's gonna eat you.
0: Okay. Uh, he accompanies you beautifully. You're very good at that. Uh, Roll influence.
4: <laughs> yes. That's the only thing we're missing was a bard.
2: That's four. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to spend my data point on the pirate ship Thunderbird to make it a five.
0: (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, they don't return. Okay.
2: Um, You can't save them all. Touch. No, I'm not
0: Touch. What's your name? Barley. (laughs) Hi,
2: Barley. Hi. Can I ask you a huge favor? Sure. Can you cut me open?
5: What?
2: (laughs) (laughs) I just. So my pouch is sealed shut right now. I, I'm sure you know how terrible that is. Uh, I just need you to, you know, cut this adhesive strip here.
0: I'm a musician, not a doctor. <laughs> yeah,
2: I really should have asked one of the doctors to do this. <laughs> uh, do
1: I rejoin or do I join up with uh,
3: yes. Armstrong at this point? Uh, so uh, while the captain's on his way here, I, I get my calm, my, you know, my communicator out. I give Ralph a call. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Ralph. Uh, just so you know, the Zaxos is loose. What? Uh, maybe tell (gasps) everyone and, uh, Uh I'll give you a call later. All right. Uh Bye. (laughs) Uh (laughs) Uh Click. (laughs) (laughs) Now what's in this briefcase? Mm. Uh,
0: it's more like a trunk than a briefcase, but with like a briefcase style opening, you know, like that. Um, and inside is all kinds of like specimens um from what looks like five or six different planets these she's been collecting these for a long time and uh on the inside uh on the top there's like a like a mesh with like letters and folders and research and um some of them look like research notes from her and then some of them look like correspondence in like actual somebody printed out the correspondence
3: All right, well, I will pocket the correspondence to review at a later time, latch up this trunk, throw the doctor over my shoulder, and make my way towards the ship sounds. Is this trunk big enough for him to carry, or...?
0: Uh, so, yeah, you can carry one or the other, but not both. But luckily, Dorvan arrives.
1: Uh, Yes, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll take the trunk. All right. Uh, looking at these specimens, she could have fetched quite a price on the black market. Perhaps, uh... We've found our connection to uh, the nefarious Orashkur here.
3: That does seem to be the case. Uh, I have been standing here a while though, and the plants tend to converge. We should walk and talk, Captain. Yes,
1: <laughs> uh, I pick up. I pick up the the case. Um, what's a so like the sound of like the Zaxos releasing? We should also move. <laughs> the, yeah, um, perhaps we uh, we go to- towards the original clearing uh, so that the Pyxis can come pick us up after she's uh, after she's done collecting tudge and whatever prisoners she can find that way we're not walking anywhere towards where the zaxos is
3: sounds good to me captain
0: uh so you can go ahead and pick up tudge sure uh tudge i'm gonna ping you ping you a location i'm about to land there now
2: okay ju- just be warned i still have a what i think is a live singularity bomb on my person oh, that's a good, good thing to know tudge thanks for the heads up <laughs> I'll get the
4: doctor ready for you. Much obliged. And I message the doctor with the situation. I say, everybody, hold on. It's another combat landing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So I find a little, like, it's a little space in between the trees, but it's still, like, I'm going to be scraping it against a couple of trunks. Uh, that is a 10.
0: You succeed, and no yeah. scrapes. Woo, not yeah. even a scrape. All the right. the
1: picks handle's much better. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, this is so much easier.
4: Um, so I, I land it, and I uh, get ready to lower the door, but I know that we're rife with cat monsters in this neck of the woods, so <laughs> I, I wait till Tudge is in sight before I do so.
0: Yep, you <laughs> cool. get in sight.
4: I lower the door, you hop on in.
2: They're with Barley, my new friend. <laughs> Is that the music that I was hearing over the comm? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> that was different music. I she was not involved. <laughs>
1: um, uh, Lieutenant Hasha, Yes, Captain. Uh, as you're lifting off, um, <laughs> well, first off, uh, wh- what's the situation with the Zaxos? Where, uh, do we have any idea of where it headed, if it's moving? Wh- Let me do it-
4: a quick scan for you, Captain. Go ahead and scan.
2: It's a five. You don't know how to use these... <laughs> Frickin' scanners (laughs) I always have trouble I fly things, Tudge Uh, Well, I've at least got an eight
1: (laughs) Pumping his failure up into a partial Yeah,
2: so Yeah, we could scan it uh, But it's where we don't want it to be <laughs> Which is, like, right on top of Bearing us. Bearing
1: down on the sound of the engines. Right, yeah. <laughs> uh, I imagined as much. So it won't matter if you uh, turn on the uh, uh, the external speakers of the Pixis and uh, full volume uh, inform all of the pirates running around in the middle of the uh, forest that if they go to the original clearing, we will pick them up and save their lives. Uh, S- uh, Armstrong and I are heading that way. I suggest you do that. And then lose those Zaxos and come get us. <laughs>
4: yes, Captain Exo Mabel turn. On the speakers for you. Speakers on, Captain! <laughs> Echoing
5: through the, the forest. <laughs> Captain,
0: Captain. Uh, alert! Alert! <laughs> all pirates in the vicinity, <laughs> please return to the original clearing before we stole your ship. We will save you there! <laughs> <laughs> that is all. Mabel out. <laughs>
2: She's so capable.
4: <laughs> so, yeah, I, I take off uh, pretty much as soon as Tudge is in the door before it's even closed. I fire up the engines and make a speedy getaway.
0: Yeah. So uh, go ahead and roll um, uh, metal. Uh,
4: so, yeah, that's a...
0: Yeah. So uh, you succeed. How do you do so?
4: Um, so let's see. The The Zaxos is nearby, like... I'm seeing the trees like one by one kind of like rustle and a couple of them fall down and I hear the Jurassic Park noises. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I immediately. Take off, um, and I'm I kind of like start by tilting the ship a little bit. So as I take off, I actually uh, cut into one of the trees with the engines, and I'm taking off at an angle toward the minefield. So I'm taking kind of a curved. Uh, I'm not going straight to the clearing. I'm I'm making a curved path so that maybe I can lead the Zaxos at a low altitude towards the trap.
0: Yeah. So you're having uh, a Jurassic Park T Rex. <laughs> Monster moment, like running away in the jeep, kind of like, ah, kind of thing. As it, as you are the largest, loudest thing, and Mabel is repeating her like alert, <laughs> <laughs> um, and. Uh, <laughs> And uh so yeah, you you uh, deftly fly around it just close enough to be really tempting yeah. but just far away enough that he doesn't actually get you.
4: Wow, this is just like murder sour.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is exactly like murder Soar. <laughs> um, and yeah, you roll him right into the minefield and it's like boop 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 and <laughs> And he's like, you know, his little arms, all six of them, like, wave back side to side as he, like, falls over and is like, on the ground
1: and twitching and stuff. So would you say that an explosion has altered this situation? Would you also say that, <laughs> that a, a worthy, worthy <laughs> enemy
4: has been exterminated? Yes.
5: Boom! <laughs> Two in one Dude, from Hasha! Bar, 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 bar. MVP!
0: <laughs> uh,
4: and I head towards the clearing and uh, uh, land the ship normally. Yeah.
0: How's the clearing look? Full of cat monsters. Oh, great. (laughs) Oh, wait, like four? Like how many cat monsters? Uh, A convention. uh, Four ish. All right. Four or five. Um, Most of them have dispersed at the sound of the Zaxos.
1: Yeah. uh, Do they... All right, well, I guess we hang out in the trees and try to hide from the cat monsters for the time being Mm -hmm. until we see the ship land, and then we'll make a mad dash for the ship.
4: Do any of the pirates go out into the
0: clearing? (laughs) Just, like, willy-nilly, like, oh, save me! Oh, shit, yeah. Do do we have to save some pirates from the cat monsters we've led them to? Uh, So you see one... Run out into the clearing, do like a double take, and like back up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, good. They're smart enough to at least hang out in the in, the, in hiding for now, too. <laughs> um,
0: but yeah, so uh, you are successfully able to land, um, but nothing seems to be scaring away the cat monsters. You could—they're not. I mean, they're definitely paying attention to the ship because it's giant and noisy, and Mabel is still doing her announcement. Um, uh, Mabel, you can stop now. <laughs> oh. Okay, <laughs> Captain. Captain. Right.
5: Okay, okay. Well,
1: so we need to. <laughs> all right, so we need to make our way to the ship. Uh, the cat monsters seemed more or less friendly. Uh, in <laughs> fact, uh, uh, so if we just casually walk in, I think it might be okay. Um, we'll just we'll just do that.
3: Just act like we belong.
1: Exactly. <laughs> this sounds
4: like a fun game, Captain.
1: So we just casually walk in and see if the cat monsters are, are you know. I'm not as fuzzy or friendly looking as Major Tudge but
0: <laughs>
1: it's okay kitties it's all right
0: <laughs> I think you should face adversity Oh no
1: yes with what
0: How can you how how much of your composure can you hold ah. Um
3: it's got to be influence right Yeah Can I try and just be sneaky
0: Yes. But it's an open clearing. It's an open clearing. I mean, there is some grass and stuff. There's always been grass. Right. Uh, the reason that Tudge was never uh, able to sneak through this place is because he's huge. He weighs a ton. Um, so, like, you're, like, if you were to, like, crawl on the ground, Doravin, your antlers would stick out. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you you can sneak. It is. It,
3: uh, so well, I'm trying to sneak, uh, but I'm also dragging this unconscious Carmani. <laughs> And she is not cooperating in terms of maintaining stealth.
1: <laughs> I got to 12 on making the cat monsters uh, calm about my presence as I carry this case through the...
0: <laughs> yeah, so they, uh, to you, Doravin, uh don't. They're like, meow.
3: And, and what, did, what was the number you got, Armstrong? Uh, I got a six. <laughs>
0: So, uh, the cat monsters are sort of looking at Dorvan and being like, meow, and like, you know, like preening or whatever they do. Uh, And then they see you dragging what looks like food.
3: (laughs) I'm not particularly inclined to keep them from it.
0: (laughs) And uh, they're like, (sighs) and they attack, brace for impact.
3: That is a tan.
0: Okay the severity of a cat monster attack is severe so you incur a major uh, which means it's like a uh, a large cut to your arm where you're like bleeding profusely or something but you're not critical
3: it's not to his new leg? he
0: he actually gets to decide uh, <laughs> uh
3: yeah they, they cut up my brand new calf I'm like <laughs> I just got this <laughs>
0: Uh,
1: at the sight of them, uh, uh, starting to, or at least one of them starting to like attack Armstrong. I go, uh, Chief Armstrong, uh, make your way to the ship. Take Dr. Amadin, All you pirates, make your way into the, sh- into the Pixis, We'll get you out of here. I'll take care of the cat monsters.
3: All right. I make my way to the ship and I toss you Boomer.
1: <laughs> I catch your shotgun and I have a shotgun in one hand and a pistol in the other. <laughs> okay. And and I I mean like I, I guess like I fire like my my pistol in the air a couple times to try to get the cat monsters to like come towards me and I like back I I'm backing away so that they're moving towards me and making a, an opening for all the pirates and Steve uh, to make it in um, I guess I drop I obviously drop the case of uh, specimens but mm-hmm. uh, Steve has ammo din still
0: yep so um, Steve you are able to disengage if you so choose um, and take the doctor to the ship.
3: Yeah, I'll make it to the ship. Uh,
0: The pirates, only two have shown up. The other um, either didn't want to come or was murdered by foliage.
5: Um,
0: (laughs) And uh, they all make a break for it as the cats sort of like start to circle the gazelle.
1: (laughs) All right. Well, GBC regulation strictly forbids an officer from fatally harming any untested wildlife. But... You explain to the cat monsters? I do. I say this as they're circling around, and then I go, but, regulations be
0: damned!
1: <laughs> and I go into a Nyloth battle range. Oh, God. OK,
0: well, why don't you, um, are you shooting at them, or are you um, murdering them with your hands?
1: I will, I will open fire on them with the two firearms I have currently.
0: Yeah, so roll, open fire. That's a 10. okay uh so you win the engagement describe the shot by shot of the fight
1: all right well there's four of them i have two firearms uh obviously as soon as i i yell they come at me uh from all angles i duck under the first stripe it's one of them tries to pounce on me from behind i duck to have it collide with another one that leaves two that are remaining (laughs) i aim the shotgun at one i shoot it and uh it goes down and then i uh take a couple fires with my pistol to take uh, take down the other one. That The two that have bumped into each other turn to face at me and part ways so that they're attacking from two angles. I wait for the first strike. I catch that one with my bare hands, pinning it to the ground. At that moment, the other one jumps on my back and starts clawing at my back. Luckily, my uniform has a shielding uh, unit, and so I'm uh, I am safe from harm there as I crush the neck of the one I've pinned to the ground. And then the one that is clawing on my back, I ve- rear my head backwards, puncturing it with my horns, and rolling over uh, scrambling uh, at it with my, with my claws as I begin to shred its chest cavity open, and uh, once it stops fighting, I stand up and look for a new target.
0: <laughs> Roll assessment.
1: Uh, 13. So I see Chief Armstrong
3: <laughs> Yeah, so I made it to the ship. I handed off Dr. Ammo Den. You know, my new leg's not like, fatally wounded. And a Nyloth in a battle rage is a hell of a thing to watch, so I just kind of sat down in the bay <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like hooping and hollering like oh hell yeah captain that was sweet as
1: fuck <laughs> and uh and i i see him there uh he's the only living creature in sight so i uh lower my head uh raise up my hackles and uh let out a roar and begin charging at chief armstrong
3: and then i, I draw captain dorvin's night night gas gun and i pop him with a syringe
0: and I face plant.
3: Well, no, I'll wait till you get close enough that I'll just catch you. Aw. <laughs> That's
4: so sweet.
0: OK. Uh, so uh, you will take the debility night-night gas. <laughs> All
1: right, let me just write that on
2: my sheet. <laughs>
0: Um and it will take you quite a while to recuperate. Do you guys collect the specimens?
2: Uh yeah. I think I, I think I trundle out like after that and it's like, okay, you take the captain, I'm gonna get those specimens. Uh <laughs>
3: also, I was carrying Dr. Amodin as a passenger upon my back. <laughs> I believe she has reached a destination. Oh God Yeah! Uh...
0: Whatever, fine.
4: <laughs> um you still have a live mind in your pouch, don't you, kid?
2: Oh, yeah. Unless the doctor's already <laughs> oh, taken care I thought, of it. I thought well, when we got there. Well, I don't know. We didn't do it. So, so Quintinella comes into the hangar <laughs> with a solvent. Mm-hmm. I'm like, here, I'll trade you.
0: <laughs> what? Um. Oh, what What happened?
2: It's a long story. All right, the point is, um, I need you to open my pouch. Oh, I mean,
0: uh, you not know, in that way. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, um yes all right um tab it up (laughs) nobody look and uh she she looks at it and goes all right um so as it stands uh i can remove some of the agent um but i will have to cut through the last layer so um, use
2: this i give her a little (laughs) step
0: oh um i was just Going to get a scalpel, is there? This is sharper. (laughs) All right, and so she uh, she dissolves most of it. It it like tickles and burns. I like it. (laughs) (laughs) And then she uh, cuts uh, the rest of it, uh, which just plain old hurts. Uh. (laughs) And then uh, she patches it up as best she can, and tells you to have no. Uh, activity <laughs> for at least uh, forty-eight hours while it heals.
2: What do you, How do you define activity? Oh, pouch, pouch activity. Pouch. Yes. I. Uh, I. Uh, I'm not that pouchually active. But <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh right. Hang on. I reach in tenderly and I pull out the singularity bomb. Can I disable it?
0: Uh, yeah. Roll. Uh, I guess face adversity. Uh, with um, expertise. 11. All right. You disable it.
2: It's my singularity bomb now. I'm going to put it on my mantle.
0: <laughs> okay.
2: All right. Uh, we, we escape, right?
0: We leave the planet. Yes. You peace out.
3: I let myself into the med bay and patch up my leg. <laughs> Next to my unconscious body.
0: Yeah. Everybody <laughs> except for... Uh, Lieutenant Hasha is uh, in the med bay at the
1: moment.
4: (laughs) Exo Mabel, should I take off?
0: Yes. Uh. Head back to the Lofton.
4: yes yes let's go there go go into the loft okay
0: and then put grundlefug in charge and and or in charge of and some other and then get everybody we're gonna have a party
4: (laughs) (laughs) yes exo mabel absolutely okay uh charting a course to the loft in on autopilot so grundlefug doesn't have to do too much (laughs) Uh, i guess i take mabel down to the med bay does she ride on my shoulder Yes. Yes. What's going on down here?
3: Well, my new leg got scratched up, so I had to, uh, it'll buff out. Um. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty sure it's the only part of you
4: that's not scarred. So, I mean, that just matches.
3: Fair. Anyone want to have a drink? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Let's go have a drink.
1: So so when do I wake up from my uh from the night night gas? Because uh, it's it's a, it's a like a f- like 3 or 4 day journey to the Lofton. right? Yeah,
0: it's about 18 hours before you um uh wake up and uh they're still partying.
1: Yep. <laughs> Rage. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so I wake up alone in the med bay. <laughs> I, I step up and I start moving my way towards. Uh, first, I compose myself. I, I uh, you know, uh, I stop in my quarters and put on a new uniform because it did get a bit stra- scratched up. So, uh, and then I'm heading up towards where the uh, the bridge is, and I hear hooping and hollering uh, coming from coming from the uh, the lounge. Uh, so I uh, I go and I open up the door, whoosh, and I see effectively my entire crew <laughs> uh, uh, having a party. Um, uh, Sergeant Mabel. Uh.
0: Attention on deck.
2: <laughs> uh, we we both look up from the huge cocktail we're just, like drinking out of <laughs> with two straws, like the fishbowl. Uh, everyone goes silent. I'm like,
1: hi. Hey. Exo <laughs> uh, Mabel, what what is going on here?
0: Some much needed R and R, Captain.
1: Who has the bridge?
0: Grundelfog.
1: <laughs> Lieutenant Grundelfog and the engine room.
0: Private Sebastolora Goxen.
1: I sit there, I scan over the room, and I go, well, then everything seems to be squared away. Who would like to make me a drink? Hey!
0: Hey!
2: <laughs> All right, I'll get you a pail. <laughs> a what? <laughs> this one's on me. <laughs> and
1: uh, and uh, on, on the chalkboard, uh, and a blank spot on the chalkboard.
3: <laughs> uh, Dorvan now has six notches after the one pail. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, so you guys reach the Loften without any more incidents?
1: A uh, nursing we that we do handle. have the pirates in the brig and uh, Dr. Amodin uh, stable in the brig as well. So along the way, uh, we uh, I, I suppose we would interrogate uh, Amodin a bit, uh, only uh, in line to trying to figure out her connections <laughs> with Orash Kour and what black market channel she was intending to, uh, to sell these uh, products with.
0: Uh, yeah, so um, the pirates are affiliated with Orashcore's network, um, and um, over the course of the past six um, deployments, uh, Dr. Amodin has been become more and more disgruntled than um, having heard Nash Hasha's story Uh, looked into Orash Core and sent out a message basically before the last deployment, before you guys headed to the Kozulingoa homeworld arranged to basically desert um, and live a life free of the GBC that's pretty much all she has. She was going to her payment for sort of, lack of for lack of a better term, extradition was all the samples that she had collected, um, most of which are highly sought after because they are controlled uh, flora and fauna. Um, and then well, you'll she's get your like, wish,
1: Doctor Emmerden. You'll be out of the GBC soon enough, and uh, you'll get to retire to a high security facility
2: uh, in Nexus.
0: Um, you know. Prison, probably better than where the GBC has been sending us. So
2: happy ending for everybody. <laughs>
1: <laughs> shh, shh, I leave her alone in solitude.
0: Uh, and the pirates are just, you know, pirates. They p- merc pirates. They picked up this tab, and it wasn't a great tab. Yeah,
1: their sentence will be a lot less severe than hers. Um,
0: <laughs> Barley seems to be a genuinely nice guy.
1: <laughs> All right, and uh yeah, and then we report back to the Lofton and. uh uh, release these prisoners into GBC custody, uh, give them a full report, uh, um, and also, you know, share all the connections with Orashkur Kur and the pirates and everything we learned uh, and how they the pirates are affiliated with uh, Shiny Core Mining Corps. And um, did we learn any possible lead on Orash Kur since, uh, obviously, Amodin was able to communicate with her?
0: Uh, it was through a bunch of basically burned channels at that point. Um, but there was going to be a drop-off point for her and the specimens, which the pirates tell you. Right. Um, the, loft, uh, uh, the GBC is um, more than pleased with uh, the results of uh, your exploits and, and the and successful mission. Um, and uh, they offer you, Captain Dorovan, a new ship. Um, command of a new ship and the crew of your choice. Well,
1: I would obviously extend invitations to all of my officers and the rest of my crew to join me on a Class 3 vessel as we continue to uh, patrol with greater authority.
4: Oh, absolutely, Captain. I've always, wanted to fly, I've always wanted to fly a Class
3: 3 ship. All right. I'll go anywhere as long as I get to name the ship. <clears throat> um, name the ship? Yeah, you know, like, put the name on the ship. I'll, uh, put in a
0: request for you. (laughs) All right. The response is, we'll see what we can do. (laughs) Um, and... and
2: Well, uh, actually, Captain, uh, you're not the only one. The GBC extended a new captaincy offer to, uh, so it turns out that looks like Mabel's going to be getting her own ship after this, too, and, uh... I've spent so long jetting around (laughs) these stars of ours looking for uh, someone to fly with, and who would have thought she was in my own ship the whole time? She uh, asked me to engineer for her, and, well, Captain, I can't say no. All right, are you,
1: you like, in my quarters with, like, Mabel, like, (laughs) giving me your resignation? Yeah, yeah. Um... Well, of course, Major Tudge. Uh, I will uh, fill out the paperwork immediately and, and uh, transfer you over to uh, her ship. Congratulations, uh, Sergeant Mabel.
0: Thank you, sir. I'm excited to be flying the Pyxis more.
1: Yeah, she's c- retaining control of the Pyxis, yeah?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. <laughs> she's in good hands with you. Uh, and so is uh, my engineer. Honestly, no one could have any better taste.
2: Mm. You two are perfect for each other. Oh, Thanks. I Thanks. don't know
0: what you're talking about, sir, but thank you, sir.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, we're, we're not, uh, you know, violating any, anything. Nothing's going on. It's, I already just... filed
1: the paperwork about your relationship two weeks ago. <laughs> what? Mm-hmm. I made sure it was, all, uh, it was all prim and proper. It was uh, 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 an accepted relationship under the, under the format of the GBC. <laughs> well, you know what that means, Mabel. We're official.
0: <laughs> oh, man.
1: About as official as you can be. <laughs>
0: That's some intense stuff. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, and I, I, um, uh, I stand up, uh, step out from around my desk, and, uh, and uh, it's been a pleasure serving with you, uh, Ehrman. And I put <gasps> out my hand to shake uh, Ehrman Tudge's hand, my best friend in the galaxy.
2: I hug him. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. I pat his back awkwardly. <laughs> it's been a while since I've had one of these. <laughs> uh, of course, you're welcome aboard uh, my new ship. It doesn't have a designation yet. Uh, the order is pending with whatever uh, suggestion uh, Armstrong put through. Um, but you're welcome to come through. In fact, uh, I insist that you uh, do a walkthrough of my first, uh, of, before we depart for the first time. It would be an honor. And I guess that's, and then, uh, do, does like anything pan out with that, uh, drop off point? Like, cause we obviously need to be like debriefed and stuff. So I'm like, guessing the GBC sent someone else to investigate that.
0: Yes. Other, uh, ships have been dispatched to, um, for the Orash Corps mission and the, uh, Admiral Smith mission. Uh, and, um, and you have been given, uh, new coordinates, which you will head out, uh, to soon. Everyone's been given a bump in rank except for Dorovan because the rank that bump that you were given is class three ship captain. Yeah. I got like an extra star. <laughs> it says I'm classified to do that. And with your mission coming to a close... That is where we'll end. All right, so ending
1: credit scene. <laughs> uh, the the, uh, the camera is panning over the loft in, and you hear the audio of Dorvin being like, all right, pre-engine checks. How are they looking, Nashikali?" Everything's looking A-OK, Captain. All right, Stephen, how's the engine looking? Uh,
3: it looks like an engine, Captain. <laughs> <laughs>
1: all right, uh, all boards are green. Uh, depart at your leisure, Nashikali.
3: Yes, Captain.
1: Let's go... Uh, do what we do, and uh, uh, camera pans. You see a ship disembarking from uh, from the Loftons' hangar bay, and as it passes in front of the com- uh, th- as it passes in front of the camera, you see uh, uh, stenciled officially on the side of the ship, uh, <laughs> GBC Thunderbird.
2: <laughs> Tudge stands in the hangar bay and waves. Mabel, yeah. Mabel on his shoulder.
3: <laughs> oh. I uh, I email Mabel. Schematics of all my various hiding holes on the ship. <laughs> <laughs> I do not email touch
5: them.
2: <laughs> beep, beep
3: beep beep. Series three. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, welcome to Series 3 post-game chatter uh, for Uncharted Worlds. Uh, we just finished recording our final episode of the series, Woo! and now we're going to talk about it.
1: All right, let's go through some introductions, uh, just so everyone can make sure we know, they know what we sound like outside of character. I'm Tommy. You know what I sound like outside of character. You've been listening to me far too long. Uh, I played Captain Dorovan.
3: Uh, I'm Dan. I sound like this. I played Steve. I'm Seth. I
2: played
4: Nashikali Hasha, and I don't have a Scottish accent.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm Sean, and I played Araman Tudge.
0: <laughs> and I'm Addie, and I was the GM for the, the series. So, guys, what'd you think? <laughs>
1: that, that was a hell of a campaign, a hell of a finale. I had a lot of fun with this system. When yeah, whirlwind... Definitely.
3: Yeah, Yeah. this system was really interesting. Mm -hmm. It felt like a lot more work than any other RPG I've been a player in.
5: Yeah,
4: because it's not just that you have options. It's that you have all the options. It's not just like, oh, attack, cast a spell. It's like, go do something,
3: I guess. Yeah, it's like, you succeed say a thing, and it's true now. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I found myself working hard whenever you're, like, making a role. Like, well, how could this possibly fail just in case, and how could it fail, like, half as much?
1: <laughs> and you have to balance, uh, like, making, giving yourself consequences that, like, are appropriate for the fact that you didn't roll a full success and, like, you know, impact further gameplay that our actual consequences. Yeah. Instead of just being like, I stub my toe and then, like, keep moving on. It's like, no, 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 Which, I mean, that's where the GM comes in. They And she has, she's the final arbiter and be like, yeah, sure, you stub your toe and then cat monsters attack you. <laughs> that's the trigger. Cat monsters attack you because as, they hate it when people stub their toes. As usual.
4: But we still did a really good job of, like, nobody made the planet crumble in on itself. There wasn't any any consequence that was too, too harsh. far yeah. <laughs> well,
1: what do you think addy uh, for, uh, from that uh, from that side of the screen
0: uh, there was only one part at which i was like oh i feel like that's not quite enough of the uh of uh of a uh, consequence and that was really it uh so you guys were were pretty great at um you know, being, like, masochistic enough for me not to have to, <laughs> you know, do anything. Uh, it was a really interesting system for me, too, because you have to. It is not for, I think, novice game runners.
1: Yeah. Uh, in between uh, sessions, we definitely uh, had, like, you know, multiple times where we said, this seems like a really good system to play with this team in particular, but, like, a, a team of, like, GMs, like, makes a lot of sense because, like, the players in a certain way like world build uh, like a significant amount alongside the GM so it's not all all the onus of the storytelling isn't solely on one person. Uh, so if you have people who are you know skilled at like how to be like well this is what I would do t- if like one of my players rolled a, p- a partial like I would make this like consequence. Um, and so like Dan has a lot of GM experience, Sean has a lot of GM experience, I, I have a lot of GM experience. I don't think Seth has jammed anything.
4: No, I've never jammed anything, and especially at the beginning, I found that to be a struggle.
2: <laughs> but but uh, you do have a unique talent for you know hamstringing your own character. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: uh, this is true. Yeah. Uh,
2: Uh, in multiple games
1: I've played with Seth he just decides like you know what I want my character to be like really terrible at this for no reason (laughs) and he does it because of the sake of the story he just thinks it would be really interesting he always (laughs) wants to make the most interesting story decision and so that kind of mentality plays well into the system as well. Yeah,
4: I actually, that's what I liked about this so well is that I didn't really have to do that because there's so many failures just set up within gameplay. Like, you can still succeed and fail at the same time.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a great system for, like, people who, like, just want to get together and, like, tell a story. It reminds yeah. me a lot of long-form improv, yeah, which yeah, is, yeah. like, entirely... Based on the failures of the people involved <laughs> and the failures compound themselves, I found myself more excited to roll failures than like full failures than full successes. <laughs> <laughs> like it was always more interesting because when I roll a full success, oh, I just get what I, a stupid thing I want. <laughs> but when I roll failures, it's like, oh, some interesting shit happens. Yeah. yeah.
0: I feel like the game runner a lot is this on this system is on the back foot. Uh, because if you do succeed, then it's like, cool, you do that. And then describe like the blow for blow and like what you see and what happens, build this scenario for me. Um, and then on the failure, it's a lot of like, okay, you don't get to pick any of that. I ruin your dreams. And like, I hope that you understand what I, I'm saying now, because the thing that you thought you were going to succeed at is like not a possibility anymore ever.
1: It couldn't have been a system that was easy
2: to prepare for. Right. This this system destroys plans. Yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, like, if you, like, planned out a plot and then we were like, yeah, that, like, I rolled a full success, so I assessed that, like, these people are, like... Mutant tentacle monsters. Like you'd be like, well, fuck. <laughs> now I have to incorporate mutant tentacle monsters into this.
2: <laughs> what a shame.
0: And I mean, you you do have the sort of G, GM fiat of being like, no, there are only twelve races in this in this galaxy. Sure. You, but like, other than like hard and fast rules that you kind of pre-establish, yeah, it it makes it very like. I reading the rule book, I realized very quickly that this was um, I wasn't going to be telling my story um the story that i was initially going to tell was you know something along the lines of like you know intergalactic battle war jumping all over the place through the jump gates and and all that stuff and then i quickly realized that that was not going to happen as you flew away from the gum, the jump gate
1: <laughs> <laughs> we yes, had a mission and i ha- i had to obey <laughs>
2: and um, well, yeah well, yeah i mean like you you made what three you made three sectors for this yeah we explored a tenth of one of them. Yep, yep.
0: And uh, you know, I tried to make sort of like a tree of like where you guys might go. Mm. Uh, you guys ended up sort of in in a branch, kind of <laughs> one um,
3: of the pre-planned branches. I mean, I think that's probably so, pretty good for any RPG. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: Did you have like forty possible branches
0: that we? Could? Um, yeah, it was it was somewhere around there. I mean, yeah, I planned on you going to more uh, planets. So a lot of those branches sort of, like, withered and died. And then, like, I had to, like, grow new ones as we were going through. Like, episode four, I had to, like, recalibrate a whole bunch of stuff. And and that was uh, very much on the fly. I had, like, the least amount written down I've ever written for any game. (laughs) Like I said, it's a great system. I really enjoyed it. Uh, But it was definitely difficult to run. And I would not uh, necessarily suggest running it if you've not run something else before
2: i i would suggest running it to anybody who likes dming on the fly who likes making no plans i think this is the system for you your players do so much work for you
4: (laughs) this this is a covert system for sure yeah
2: yeah (laughs) shout out to ryan covert (laughs) he loves not planning
1: at all and just being like you tell me what do you want the world to be guys Mm uh yeah we would love to, to run this system. Um, let's talk about the uh, about the advancement, because uh, because mm. I like that a lot. So I've played a few different um, games using uh, like this general engine, the Apocalypse World engine. I mm-hmm. played both Apocalypse World and Dungeon World. They all had slight tweaks on like the uh, the leveling up system, all of which uh, used the term like Mark XP. When this happens, um, like in Dungeon World, um, when you fail a roll, you mark XP. That's right. just that simple. If you roll a six or lower, you fail, but yeah. hey, you get XP because you learn from your mistakes. In an uh, Apocalypse World, uh, it's a little bit different. I believe it's like when you like resolve a bond that you have yeah, with somebody, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you mark XP. Like you you create a bond. You're like, this is our current like this is our current relationship, mm-hmm. and once that's no longer a factor, you erase it, and write a new bond, mm-hmm. and you mark XP. So like, yeah. enforces inter uh, character stuff. Uh, This was a really, really interesting uh, system for uh, advancement because, in a way, it promoted metagaming... But I believe, Dan, you said...
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean, so I've, I've often been a proponent of, like, positive metagaming in the form of, like, if you're sitting there at a table and your GM gives you a hook and, like, you can't immediately think of a reason to take the hook, like, find a reason to take the hook. Like, yeah. that's positive yeah. metagaming. Mm-hmm. And, like, the advancement in this is, like, positive metagaming personified. It's, like, role play more. Yeah. <laughs> that's how you level up. Just roleplay more. Like, your advancement is an explosion changes something find a way to blow something up. Yeah. Right.
2: Yeah. By, yeah by
3: extension that creates the world more too.
2: Yeah, For sure. There's, there's two kinds of metagaming. There's metagaming. That's about, um, like winning, pl- winning the game. <laughs> and there's metagaming. That's about telling the story. And like metagaming that is about telling the story is great for, Role playing games. Well, like. what
4: I really like about this is that whenever you check something off, it helps everybody. Yeah. It's not just one character. You help the entire party. Well,
1: we kept on having those moments like in between sessions where we would uh like we'd all advance and then like we'd we'd sit there and like be like, Okay, well we need to pick our new advancement and like it, it like was A group discussion with the, the four of us as players and you Addy, like all discussing like where we think this story might go next. And like, Mm -hmm. and we were picking like advancement options that like befit that, like, well, okay, I want to like go into military let's look at these four military options. We're about to go investigate like some pirates, uh, I'm going to choose a perilous order must be obeyed so that I can, like, make Steve do some crazy awesome shit. <laughs> <laughs> and we all get XP for that.
5: Yeah,
2: right. <laughs> right. The, the advancement conditions are a roadmap for the players and the GM to what kind of game they want to be playing next, which was interesting because we kind of saw... I think we were talking about this earlier. The genre of this game shifted uh, every few sessions or so. Yeah,
1: Addy, you did a great job making it feel like uh, like a sci-fi television show where yep. like like you had these little like mini arcs going. I mean, it, it did become like one big overarching uh, thing near the end. But well like...
2: done. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe we made it. You back
4: mad
1: together. woman? I'm yeah, shocked. somehow you tied everything <laughs> together. What? <laughs>
0: Uh, Yeah, and uh, at least on the metagaming front, I'm going to ignore your accolades, Um, (laughs) (laughs) is that uh, usually, you know, I really discourage, uh, like, table talk. Like, someone's like, oh, I'm going to cast this spell. And then everyone at the table is like, oh, no, you should totally do this, or you should cast this, or this will be the most helpful, or whatever. And so, like, you know, we actively in our other games kind of discourage that. Like if you aren't there to to know what's going on, like you don't know what's going on. Um, but in this system, I was totally fine with any table talk that happened. And there was one incident, I think, at the very end where it was like, um, oh, i uh, i I have an idea, but it's I'm not there. I can't help you. And then, like yeah. and then Sean was like, uh, I would totally take some help right now. Yeah. <laughs> it, was,
1: it was when Sean was crafting uh, the the thing for. Oh the, yeah, the, yeah. The...
2: What am I gonna have this do? What you, know, you roll a could...
1: full success. You could do anything. And you're like, I can't think of anything. I was like, just maybe make it an EMP. <laughs> 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 and then and then you're at least you don't have to worry about the grenade in your stomach
2: anymore. <laughs> yeah, right. Let's at least kill one of these birds <laughs> with one of these stones.
0: <laughs> yeah, and uh, and I uh, I really actually thought. Because table talk can a lot of times, like, ruin the fun for everybody who's not involved in the table talk. Like, not even just the GM, but others. Or,
4: like, even less less, less experienced characters who are like, I don't know what the fuck you're supposed to do. Yeah.
0: And uh, and so, but the, this system, there's, n- there's like, it's not no holds barred. It's a collaborative tele- storytelling experience. And so it's really, it was really fun to, mm-hmm. like, see you guys be like, well, you could do this. Or, like, mm-hmm. this could happen. That would suck for us. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Like, between session one and session two, it was, like, we recorded it, and then we, you know, we left the room, and we talked a little bit about the session. And we sort of, like, had, well, you know, I bet this is going to happen, or, like, I bet, you know, like, maybe this could come up. And then by, like, session four or five, maybe, after it, we left the room, and we were, like, okay, this, we want this to happen next session. We need to figure out, like, how this conspiracy connects, so, like, when we get successes on stuff, we can explain how this conspiracy <laughs> yeah, is, right? yeah. and, like realizing like halfway through like, oh, we're not like exploring this story. Like we need to actually write this story. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: And we decide like what kind of like story we want to tell and then like knowing full well that at any moment like a partial success or a failure on any of those roles will drastically change what we thought was going to happen, which makes it keeps it interesting.
2: So you don't know what's gonna happen. Mm. Uh, Let's talk about cramped quarters and how it's the best mechanic. Yeah, that was amazing.
4: <laughs> that was kind of like Apex a- Apex World's uh, the relationship uh, thing. The the bonding thing. Yeah, the bonding yeah, thing. Yeah,
1: like well, like so in a- in Apocalypse World and in uh, Dungeon World, if you have bonds with people, you get to like basically roll get involved with a benefit. Like you don't roll a stat mm-hmm. to get involved, you roll like how well you've connected with that person. Yeah. yeah. So like it it continues to like try and uh, like push that interplay. I I can't, like, whoever came up with cramped quarters for this, like, it's great. It felt like those, like, those uh, moments during, again, relating it back to, like, a sci-fi television show, like, mm. a Battlestar Galactica or Star Trek or anything, like, in between the adventures, like, when they're just, like, on the ship, and like they learn stuff about each other, and yep. they like they either bond or like the it's like where all the drama happens, like inter inter uh, personnel drama. It actually
4: mm-hmm. feels like you're
3: on a voyage where when you're acting when you can just travel between one point and another, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I actually found myself being I, I don't think it happens more than once or twice, but I found myself being very disappointed when um Addie would ask, like, how far away is that? And Sean would be like, it's two sectors away, I'm like, <laughs> great, we'll it's
5: just not be cramped. there. Fine. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, as soon as I read the system, I stole cramped quarters immediately for the, the like the game that I'm running. It reminds me of like campfire talk, which is like something that I always do in games like whenever you're on like on watch with somebody. So, you guys talk about something and this is a this is a mechanic that like even like lets you kind of think in new directions because it makes you oh well is what you talk about are you like revealing your backstory mm. are you bonding or are you creating tension which oh I love that it encourages it's rad. That it's
5: really <laughs> rad.
3: I think Manatep is like much more a casualty of our experience with the system yeah. in those early episodes than anything else because like really what we learned later on and I think shows in the episodes is like if we wanted Manatep to be like the asshole XO who everyone hates like we need to like when we roll stuff, he needs to be the guy that is the consequences of our failure. Yeah. yeah. yeah for sure. And none of us thought to be like, Yeah, Manitep catches me or like yeah. whatever. Like
1: Yeah, that would've been great. Like, like if- I
3: think we were waiting for Addy to have him be an asshole, but the game system doesn't really give the GM yeah. the opportunity to just, like, push that on people. Well, and right. I think that's something that we
4: all kind of realized through the gameplay is that I noticed more less and less us all turning at once and looking at Addy and being like, tell us what to do. Yeah. <laughs> it's like by the end of it, we were just in it. We were basically doing the whole thing by ourselves. Yeah,
1: yeah. It was definitely, like, the first few episodes. Turn immediately to Addie, and she'd be like, you guys tell me what (laughs) (laughs) happens." We'd be like, oh, uh, I don't know. And then, like, near the end of it, we were just, like, rolling with it and being like, this, yes, this, that, oh, yeah. So do you guys think that you would play this system again or recommend it to another person?
4: (laughs) I'd play it again as long as it was with experienced people, for sure.
3: Oh, yeah, I could see
1: that.
4: Yeah.
3: Um, I would definitely recommend it. I'm sure there's a circumstance that I would play it again, but I find myself, like... So Sean talked about, like, metagaming to win, and, like, I try not to, but there's part of me that, like, really wants to succeed on my roles. Like, I like to do well in games, and, like, it felt bad getting partial successes and knowing, like, okay, I have to screw myself over, but I want to still make this thing happen all right, (laughs) but I really need to screw myself over, and I want to earn it, (laughs) and, like... That was so
2: much work. It's
3: true. (laughs) I I think partial
2: successes are the hardest thing. Like, I don't know
3: if I could do another campaign of this anytime soon. (laughs)
2: Yeah, I would recommend it for, uh, I think, short campaigns like this. I think uh, Mm -hmm. short, episodic, like... uh, Definitely. Yeah, especially, like... There's, I felt, uh, especially at the end there, we were kind of power leveling, but... uh, Yeah, well... You kind of run out of room to advance, really, without going outside (laughs) your character concept. Like, Tudge was going to have to, like... Break bad. Pretty much. (laughs) (laughs) I guess I'm going to go into criminal and take addiction.
3: (laughs) 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 Uh,
2: I like heroin. (laughs) There was definitely
1: a moment where I thought, like, maybe uh, Dorvan just gets addicted to night-night gas if I have to. Like, I don't know where else I'm going to advance into. Yeah. That was a a, a consequence of the podcast with uh, our sessions only being, like, an hour and a half, an hour and 45 minutes long. That, like... A normal session of this game probably lasts a few hours, so you trigger like all the advancements and you're done. This time we were like triggering advancements every like hour and a half of gameplay, as opposed to like every four hours of gameplay. Yeah. What about you, Addy? Do you think you'd recommend it?
0: I would love to play this system mm. uh, instead of run it. Uh, this is I love the crunchy systems, but there aren't enough rules light systems for me. Um, I love the 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 like storytelling uh, it like hyper like RP character focused ones so like if there was somebody who wanted to run this game for me, I would one hundred percent play it
1: Ryan covert are you available <laughs> <laughs> no. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would I would recommend this this system definitely. I already have like another character concept that I want to try out in this system. Yeah. <laughs> um, I also think I'd have a lot of fun running it um I, but I actually. I wonder if running it would be like annoying for me because I I'm, I'm I'm it it was helpful that I was the captain <laughs> and that I could Everybody like was. I like I had to like let myself be like the like a table captain to a degree because I'm like I have to be giving orders to people, so I'm gonna be a dick and just tell everyone what to do. <laughs> that was
4: that was really helpful for me in the first two episodes, especially. It was like, okay, I am a pilot. Uh, I haven't ever played a <laughs> yeah. pilot before. I have never played anything that doesn't fight in some capacity or like talk to people. So I got to be told what to do at this. I point. I will
1: say one of my challenges definitely was to try and keep Lieutenant Hasha like involved to find yeah. a reason to send Lieutenant <laughs> yeah. Hasha. To do stuff because otherwise it's like yeah keep the pilot with the ship right?
2: <laughs> <laughs> we re- we should have had a uh, a custom flyer probably yeah yeah i should so have because we didn't around. use the
4: motorcycle at all yeah, so I should yeah. Have just taking the flyer yeah instead.
1: yeah um all right i think uh we should move on to the uh to the second part of uh of post-game chatter unless anyone else has anything to add no
0: uh, I just want to thank you guys for, like, really doing a lot of the work for me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was pretty great. Uh, you know, cr- the crunchier systems, you definitely have to... Like, I did a lot of work ahead of time, but, uh, but it was really pleasant to... Not have the entire onus of uh, of storytelling on me. Yeah, alone. see
4: that's that's why I think I would enjoy DMing a game like this. I I haven't done any DMing or GMing anything like that, mostly just because I don't want to have to read through the entire book, and know <laughs> everything about the world beforehand, and make sure that you guys do a quest like something like this. I could absolutely do. It's not that it's easier. It's just that that's easier in the it's, way it's that more, my brain works. Yeah, it's yeah, more yeah, like
1: yeah, what, what the kind of system you'd want to run. Um, all right, so let's uh, let's get to some questions from the listeners.
0: All right. So our first question is from Joe for Addy, Tommy, or any other GMs. In Series Three, the players are on a on a military ship with a full crew of NPCs, most of whom are subordinate to the players. Has this sort of setup ever interfered with your games? And if so, what did you do?
1: Uh, well, I mean, you just ran a game that had that. So did that was that an interference for you at all, Addy?
0: Uh no, actually I think pretty much it's very rare that the player characters don't outrank people uh, because they're the main characters. We're the heroes. Very important. <laughs> um, but like in in D and D, like those guys were nobodies, but somehow. They got to see everybody.
4: Wait, hold on. Nobody's.
1: <laughs> Nobody's. <laughs> I, I don't know if you know, I'm Oberon Delgado. <laughs> I, uh, yeah. I, I don't see it necessarily being a problem. I could see how it could be abused by players if we just like send the red shirts in to do everything for us. But then why are you With playing an RPG? That's totally boring. Yeah. If you're like, going to
2: min-max your leadership.
1: <laughs> if anything, the main problem I think it presents is when the officers go and do everything. And it's like, why aren't you having other people do this? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, why is the captain going and like fighting finally- <laughs> every
4: single time? <laughs> oh, oh, no,
1: no, no! Obviously, I'm going with you <laughs> 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 because because I'm not going to sit here and just delegate. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I I can see it being a problem, I guess, but I, I don't think uh, it's ever posed a problem for me having uh, uh, NPCs who were under the players. If anything, it just helps, uh, you know, give you that uh, uh, wish fulfillment
2: of being in charge. Right. It's only a problem if your players don't want to do anything. Right,
4: yeah. <laughs> really, we just treated them like they were, which was NPCs. Yeah. We did a good job of keeping them
1: there in that yeah. world. Uh, what else has Joe got for us?
4: Uh,
0: he has one more question. Bonus question for everyone. Mm. What's your favorite star Trek series or other space opera? If Trek isn't your thing, Oh man, I
3: guess we got to go around the board. I'll start with you, Dan. Um, so I, I watched a lot of next generation, uh, and I, I am very fond of the Q episodes in next generation. (laughs) However, (laughs) my favorite star Trek episodes are actually the enterprise episodes where uh, they do their mirror universe episodes, which if you don't know, is like, what if the Federation was an evil human-centric empire? And uh, it's, like, played all the way up. Like, it's super cheesy. Everything about it is, like, they make it so that everything about this universe is terrible. Like, all of the female, like, crewmen's uniforms are, like, these bare midriff, like, (laughs) halter tops, like... (laughs) They're hypersexualized and like looked down on, and like the captain is like this comical, humanocentric <laughs> caricature. It's fantastic. It is so good. I highly recommend it. What about you, Seth?
4: I definitely grew up watching TNG. That's my main squeeze. All about that Jean Luc
5: Picard
4: <laughs> action. Um, it's just like. Not only is the one I'm most familiar with, because I definitely watched original series and like a, a few episodes of the of the shorter um, one offs, but like uh, T and is pretty classic for me.
2: Nice. Uh, I'm not a huge Star Trek guy, but. Uh, Man, nothing nothing beats that Velour, huh? <laughs> uh yeah, I'm more of a like a sci-fi novels guy, stuff like Ender's Game and uh the the pulp stuff that Kurt Vonnegut parodies and like Sirens of Titan nice. is 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 the kind of sci-fi that are, like jives with me. Uh
1: for me personally, I uh, I'm also I didn't grow up on too much Star Trek. Uh uh, I've like revisited it from time to time to try and get some of that culture, but I missed it growing up. Um so going for the other space opera bit, uh I fucking love Battlestar Galactica <laughs> <laughs> uh, i I love i I do love the like the you know the reenvisioned one. That's the one I watched uh, first because I my dad when I was growing up really liked Battlestar Galactica, like the original, and I didn't know when like I found it on Netflix that it wasn't the same thing. <laughs> and I was like, this seems like really like modern. I, know, I did the exact yeah. same
4: thing. <laughs> Edward James, almost all right. I'm like,
1: wow, I I'm I, he must be really old now, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> What's and exactly so finally, the like, same? so finally, like I asked my dad, and he was like, nah. and I was like, oh shit. So I watched like I finished watching the re- the re- envisioned one, and then I went back and watched the old ones, which are hilarious. (laughs) 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 Um, but uh, yeah i just i just dig that series even though like it gets a little fucking crazy later both of them actually both the original and the new one get like real fucking weird near the end but it's like whatever i don't care it's just i love all the characters
0: um so for me i can hear the groans already um so i've only seen five episodes of star Trek in my whole life oh wow but i've seen all the new shiny (laughs) Chris Pine ones.
5: Uh, Oh, Addy, the internet, no. (laughs) um,
0: But so the the Patrick Stewart ones, um, I saw two um, episodes that were related where the the Q guy comes in and makes them play through Robin Hood. Oh yeah, that's a great one. (laughs) Um, And I hated it. (laughs) I wonder. (laughs) And then um, I saw the one with uh, the girl captain where they were like in a time paradox and frozen under the ice, but not. And the time loop didn't make sense to me. And so I hated it. <laughs>
4: You're like starting with the hard episodes here. You're not yeah. even, like, <laughs> getting into the actual They, they just line.
0: like crazy random hap- happenstances of the ones <laughs> that I've watched. And then the one where I don't know which series it was, but, um, there was like a, a woman with like, like a pinched forehead and she was like I'm so angry and yelling at this green mist guy and punching everyone and I was like okay I hate this too but for someone who likes sci-fi so much well no I'm I'm a total sci-fi junkie but I really just don't get Star Trek or Star Wars and occasionally call them the opposite thing.
1: Oh no. Yeah. Do I need to it's so really we have to do some damage control here, <laughs> <laughs> listeners? Uh, we like you guys a lot. Please keep listening to us, even though Addie uh, No <laughs> Fuck this shit. I'm
4: not listening <laughs> anymore. What? She don't let Trek or Wars.
5: I'm out. Deal
0: break. I don't I don't hate them. Uh, <laughs> but important. I don't really like them either. Yeah. But no, everything else, Battlestar Galactica, Firefly, all the books, Enders Game. I read all of those, even when there were like pigs turning into trees and stuff. Spoiler alert!
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs> I remember. <Morrison>. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: But yeah, I'm a I'm a huge fan of of all of them, but uh, not not the two main ones. <laughs> I'm too hipster for that, guys.
1: Oh uh, yeah, too mainstream. All right, uh, so moving on, we have uh, questions from Gordon. Uh, Gordon uh, asks first. Um, Given that the game takes place in Addie's world that she's written stories in, was it hard-slash-awkward to basically give over creative control of your universe to the players in such a fluid storytelling game?
0: No. And do you know why? It's because I put them in the pocket of the universe that I was like, you can fuck this shit up.
1: Yeah. (laughs) yeah. I remember having this discussion before we started. You were uh, like, because I knew a little bit of like your storyline. I was like, where are we going to fall in this? And you're like right in the middle where like no matter what you do, there's enough time for it to be fixed before. Mm -hmm. (laughs)
0: Like not only in time, but also in space. Like I literally put you in like the one corner of like the galaxy in that one time period in the galaxy where I, I like, cubed you in so if we
1: blew up a planet it wouldn't actually change her like general like
0: metaverse
2: <laughs> why didn't we blow up a planet? what the hell were we, we missed our opportunity <laughs> i don't
1: know i feel like we got close on uh on the church of many oh, tentacles yeah. planet <laughs> we don't know the implications of what we were doing there um question number two from gordon uh again oh yeah yeah he always he always likes to ask this um We've heard Addie's and Tommy's favorite moments. What about the rest of the players? Do you have any favorite moments from the series?
2: Well, since we were just talking about the Church of Many Tentacles, <laughs> I I must say I have never had such a pleasurable non sequitur in a game before. <laughs> just like a enjoyable, complete waste of time. <laughs> that really, at the end, I felt like, wow, we really went nowhere and I loved it. <laughs> yeah,
1: it was a great little, like, side quest <laughs> what about you seth any favorite moments
4: basically all the touch moments um <laughs> every, every time Tudge spoke up it was it was like just completely random enough that it got all of us cracking over we like yeah that's that's Tudge. that's fucking
1: oh, Tudge. romantic <laughs> <Tudge>. <laughs> Who, me?
3: <laughs> yeah
1: Tudge is easily fan favorite for yeah. this series oh, for sure.
3: <laughs> What about you, Dan? Uh, I think my favorite moment was also the Church of Many Tentacles <laughs> episode. Um, I really enjoyed kind of having Steve like run back and forth between like the A plot and the B plot. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, well, if you guys are done uh, progressing the story in a meaningful way, I'm going to go watch Tug get a bunch of goop. Tug get a bunch of goop on his hand. <laughs>
3: Uh, but my actual my actual favorite single line of the entire series is in the first episode when Tudge is, like, underneath some machine. <laughs> yes. And the captain walks in, and he's like, what's going on here? And Tudge goes, it's cold fusion. It's really cool. Do you
5: want me to explain it? <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: so Tudge not only fan favorite, but also cast favorite. Oh, my yeah,
5: gosh. <laughs> uh,
1: question three from Gordon. If we, or uh, sorry, If you were to play another character other than your own, oh, well, who would it be and why?
4: Another no, well, he doesn't specify he playable doesn't, character. Yeah, it doesn't like
1: have to a, be a PC. It could yeah, be an NPC. Could be
4: an, an essential NPC. Yeah, perhaps.
1: <laughs> 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 uh, let's go let's go with Addie. What if you could be playing in this series as one of these characters, who would you want to be?
0: All right. Well, for me, it's got to be a, a playable character because I played you all played the You played all the others. Yeah, uh, yeah you were <laughs> all the rest. Um <clears throat> uh well, pretty much the only one that's out of my wheelhouse is Steve.
5: <laughs>
3: so Steve. <laughs> All right. Uh, and what about you, Dan? Um, I don't know. That's a really hard question in this system. Because <laughs> um, really one of the things about the system is like mechanically the characters are fairly similar. So it really comes out of like what personality would I enjoy playing around the most? <laughs> yeah. um, I think I would have liked to have been uh, Manitap if I could be anybody else. Just oh, be yeah? the hard ass XO whoever. everyone <laughs> <is>. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs>
1: That would have been a really cool role to have.
3: Absolutely, absolutely. What about you, Sam? Um,
4: he's like the uh, doesn't really have any bearing on the story at all. I just just simply for the pleasure of playing uh, the um, president's. Child
1: <laughs> Who answers Hello? the phone Oh Is your Is your mother here No
2: <laughs> um, yeah, Wait. Shower. Hang on Roll to see if your mother's here <laughs> <laughs> Ooh natural too No, <laughs> no. no. Uh, And with Sean I think I would play Dorovan's sister Ooh <laughs> <laughs> That would so. be crazy If she just showed
1: yeah, up <laughs> Yeah Just
2: like some, For some reason Stuck on your ship <laughs> (laughs) (laughs)
1: that would be that would be an intense moment for dorovan
2: as long as i can ruin tommy's character's life in some way yeah yeah (laughs) Have to keep that going
1: uh no 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 i loved every every way that tudge made life difficult for dorovan and so did dorovan um for me uh if i had to pick a character i actually probably would go with hasha Oh really? Yeah. So uh, when I, when we were making characters, I almost made like I was like, all right, I have a captain character. This like prim and proper. Like I'm gonna make him interesting because he doesn't know how to be casual character. Um, or I'm gonna be like the rough and tumble like pilot. Like if someone <laughs> else wants to be the captain, I will definitely do pilot because I always want to be like the pilot in some kind of game. Right. Um, and so uh, uh, it was like you you were like I want to be the pilot, and I was like cool. I guess I'm gonna go for captain then. Yeah. That's cool. I I will do that. Uh, and then. Watching you play Hasha, like she's such an interesting character because she's not like all the other characters are in your face. All the other characters like jump in, like in like a really like obtuse way. Mm. And like Hasha, like somehow is always very integral and involved in what's going on (laughs) without like ever really like kicking the door down herself. She lets like the other players like take a step and then, uh, they need her so much. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and, and, uh, and like she, and like, whereas the other characters can be somewhat like, gauche or or like um have situations where they don't fit very very well um uh, hasha always like she was the connecting point between all the other characters like she got along with everybody she didn't. Like her relationship with the captain was fine because she was always like, Yes, sir, Captain, sir, yes. <laughs> and like and then her relationship with Charles was fine because she's like, Well, if you're gonna do it, I'm totally game because this will be really fun. And like with like she was like drinking buddies with Steve yeah. and I don't know. I just like always like I-, I liked how she was like uh, we always kept coming back to her. Like each character ended up coming back to her. And a lot of times when I play RPGs, I, I end up being like the character that tries to be the the like connecting point <laughs> sure. of all the different characters. Um and last question from Gordon. Uh this is to all of us. How did the system feel? It seems fairly unique in the level of player control. Was it difficult to come to grips with? Mm. <laughs> uh yeah, I think Dan talked a little bit about this already, uh which is like it's it's interesting to uh, to have uh like this much control over all of your roles. Um, And uh, it can be kind of tiring (laughs) because you have to like decide between, oh man, I have a bad thing. How do I make it bad for me and still feel cool? (laughs) Um, uh, But uh, that's just my take on it. Uh, I, I, I like the system a lot. I've always liked the apocalypse engine and this uh, and, and all the other iterations of the apocalypse engine I've actually, uh, it's it's not so much player control and so I, I it was like the first time i 've really played like a truly narrative system, and I found it really really satisfying yeah. it's It is tiring and i don 't know if I could play a full campaign of it though. <laughs> <laughs> What about the rest of you? Any, any thoughts on yeah, any of you? I,
4: I really, I like this system a lot and I'm a little bit familiar with it because I played APOC World and so yep. I, like I I'm kind of used to coming up with something on the spot and I I am always looking for some way to fuck up everything that's happening <laughs> in the moment. So in APOC, <laughs> in, in, this, in this engine especially, it's really, really easy. Um, for me, the hard part was actually the character that I was playing because like you said, she never really initiates anything. She's just always down for whatever's happening. Yeah. And I'm usually the character that like bursts through the the wall and like <laughs> doesn't really listen to the instructions and just goes for it. So it was it was kind of nice rather than um like initiating the action of figuring out how the character fits in with it. That was yeah. something different for me that I wasn't used to.
2: When I DM the question I'm usually asking myself is what's the most entertaining thing that could possibly happen next? And when I play that question usually turns off because it's like, oh, that's the DM's job to ask that question. <laughs> yeah. But when I play this you're still asking it. all Yeah, the time. yeah, <laughs> everything. It was like, oh, I rolled a seven, Sweet. Uh, All I, got, right, what I can gotta I make do? things happen.
5: <laughs>
2: yeah, uh,
0: the system for me was pretty great. I mean, I was like benched for a lot of it, and still the game went on. That was that was nice. Um, <laughs> yeah. But also, um, the one thing I I personally hated, <laughs> the only thing that I hated, the only thing that I disliked at all was. Um, the the leveling system and everyone else really liked it. Mm-hmm. But uh, as a GM, the one thing that always gets me is like, did we level up? <laughs> um, we did the thing. Does it does it do I get rewarded for being a good player? <laughs> and it's like ugh stop <laughs>
2: <laughs> you die
1: <laughs> how dare you ask me for things do you know what i can do to
2: you?
0: <laughs> except for in this world i can't you do can't. anything you no. can't <laughs> so i can just give you hard things to deal with which you can roll successes with so okay so uh, the last question we have is from uh at troidal power
1: twitter question
0: um would you rather fight a touched Sized Mabel or 100 Mabel sized touches. Why would I fight either of them? Right, okay, so they, I think
1: before we answer the question, we have to just be like, okay, I guess we're gonna fight yeah, them for right. some
3: reason. It's 100% a hundred percent a Tudge size maple. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because because Tudge is indestructible. Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh well, I'm assuming I'm losing this fight, and I would <laughs> rather die covered in a bunch of tiny judges. Right. <laughs> so have you ever seen
4: so... It, like an avalanche of puppies is basically the same. <laughs>
2: I'm oh, oh, is... so sorry. Oh. <laughs> I'm just going to trample you now if you don't mind. I'm really just, I wish you didn't come to this.
1: <laughs>
4: I, I'd agree with that. I absolutely agree
5: with that.
1: Oh, man. <laughs> It is it is actually surprisingly hard, because Mabel is very uh, competent and capable and has a poisonous bite and all sorts of yeah, abilities. Right? But, like, yeah, Tudge is indestructible, and a hundred of them well, is, like, impossible yeah, to feed. But so if I'm is, trying
3: to... <laughs> the other thing is, giant Mabel loses her one major advantage, is you never know where the fuck she <laughs>
5: is. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah. That's so true. yeah, I guess uh,
1: if, I'm, if I'm going from the angle of t- attempting to win, uh, <laughs> then I I, I guess... I guess Mabel because she's slow and, and not indestructible, but <laughs> it'd be real fucking scary yes. to see her like coming down on a silk string yes. that big. Hi. <laughs> what about you? Addy? Where do you stand on this decision?
0: <laughs> I mean, I'm the tiebreaker, right? Yeah. Uh, so actually I would fight a hundred Tiny touches Yes And the reason is Is all you need Is a croquet mallet (laughs) 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 We're gonna like Queen of hearts this week Yeah Just (laughs) kick him out And then Or you know Just turn off the anti-grav Oh Oh, Yeah
1: That just does it That just takes care of it
5: Oh Oh, God.
2: god Everything is horrible. Yeah. A it's,
5: it's
1: hundred times <laughs> you forever. <laughs> you hear that a hundred times, oh which is like, God. then how do you live with yourself after <laughs> killing a hundred touches? <laughs> you Honestly, know matter. why do you have to kill them?
4: Just let them float around for a
1: while. Put <laughs> some food out there when <laughs> this then, kills then the they time. Can't, Yeah, they can't survive in low uh, gravity. Oh, yeah, yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> oh, man. What a question to end on. Uh, uh, <laughs> all right. Well, um, I personally want to thank all of you listeners. Uh, for uh uh checking out this series uh short as it was um uh it was a ton of fun playing and hopefully you guys had a, a bunch of fun listening to it as well um uh hopefully uh, you'll give series four a chance too because that'd be really great you guys want to say anything to listeners before we and before we wrap up series three for good touch forever touch for life
0: Are we
2: talking? Fuck all 'all. (laughs) (laughs) y'all. No, no, you have to cut that out. No one can hear me say
5: that. (laughs) Uh,
1: And with that, I suppose we're going to wrap up uh, Series 3 Uncharted Worlds. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Uh, Next week, check out the Bloops. (laughs)
0: This podcast has been brought to you by ENPC Productions. All rights reserved. The Essential NPCs podcast is not affiliated with, endorsed, or specifically approved by Sean Gomes, the creator of Uncharted Worlds, powered by the Apocalypse. The Apocalypse World engine is property of Lumpley Games, owned by Vincent Baker. For more information, go to www.uncharted-worlds.com or www.lumply.com.